0: Tuesday on an all-new Buffy. Slayer School is in session with a wicked field trip.
1: We might actually get to kill things. We're all gonna die.
0: But what would they do without Buffy?
1: You got me. They're
0: about to find out.
2: Welcome to a big furry hurry. Also known as If the Apocalypse Comes to Beat Me, this weekly-ish podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where we take a look at each episode according to its original air day 20 years ago. And this week's episode is Season 7, Episode 12, Potential. We'll be talking about the plot, we'll be talking about characters, and we'll be talking about retconned lore, maybe, perhaps. So spoilers are bound for this episode, every episode before it, after it, the comics, and probably other shows and movies. Oh well, look everybody, it's Beat Me, perhaps with a blunt podcast of some sort. Welcome back. Hello. Me, I'm Kelly. I'm here to talk about Buffy with my wonderful co-host, oh, Stacia, say hello. Hello. And my other co-host, Daniel, say hello.
0: My mom says when Beat Me Pot teases you, it means it really likes you.
2: Oh, that's cute. Uh, we are here to talk about uh, Potential, which originally aired on January 21st of the year 2003, written by Rebecca Ann Kirschner, seven of eight for her. Last was Help, episode four this year. Next and finally will be episode 20, Touched. Wow! Who remembered that was the name of that episode? There's an episode in this show called Touched. I didn't know that. Touched. Sounds legal. Right? I don't like it. I'm not, I don't like it. Directed by James A. Cotner, 19 of 20 for him. Last was Same Time, Same Place, episode three this year. Next and finally, gosh, so many lasts happening, will be Empty Places, episode 19. Okay. Stacia, (laughs) please read the plot.
3: (laughs) Um, hello, Cemetery, our old friend. Buffy and the Slayer babies are patrolling when suddenly Rona is hit out of the frame and Vi is grabbed by a vampire. No, by Spike. Wait, Spike is a vampire? (laughs) Turns to the rest of the group and says, these two are dead. Why? Ah, yes, they're fake fighting for training because finding a real vampire to kill doesn't seem possible. Buffy is trying to step into the role of Watcher, but she does not have the guru gravitas that Giles does. That's a hard one.
2: Guru Gravitas. Guru Gravitas. It
3: felt (laughs) smart when I wrote it. Uh, Buffy has Spike charge her and he jumps headlong into a gravestone before Buffy straddles him and they have sweet yet sexy a moment while the potentials look on. Training. Back at the summer's training fort, Buffy is annoyed that the teenage girls are chatting with each other and throws an axe. She gives a very tortured death-is-what-a-slayer-lives speech and then misinformation about when someone new will be called while Dawn watches from the staircase. Once Buffy is done, she runs back up the stairs and reminds Dawn to eat a healthy breakfast so she can go do her three R's at school. Buffy continues to be the worst, least qualified school counselor in history by talking in veiled terms about her sex life to a 15-year-old girl who was being bullied by her classmate. I have to think Principal Wood is evil, because otherwise, why would he hire Buffy? <laughs> After a long day at work, Buffy comes home to learn that there's a new, new potential right here in Buffy's hometown. Willow pushes Buffy to take the potentials training while she whips up a home-cooked spell to find the newbie. Buffy has all the potentials to grab a weapon, but none choose the most valuable weapon, a cell phone, <laughs> and they head out. <laughs> Apparently, Buffy is running short on fake training sessions and so takes them to the local demon bar and tries to intimidate them before running into Clem, a cuddly teddy bear of a demon. This doesn't seem to get the point across, though. So they head back to the graveyard in a crypt where there is a vampire nest. It's empty, at least it appears so at first. After Buffy encourages the girls to look around, they find a body. No, a baby vampire. <laughs> Buffy slaps the baby vamp around while giving another rousing speech before locking the baby potentials in with the crypt, to, in the crypt to finish him off. So many babies. So many babies. <laughs> Meanwhile, Willow Dawn and Andrew gather magic supplies. Willow casts a spell by throwing a stinky egg into the fire and summoning a glowing orange orb, and throws Dawn into the door and illuminates her chest. Everyone is overwhelmed with the revelation that Dawn is taking after her big sister. Anya immediately reminds her that Dawn will probably die fighting, so she runs upstairs and listens in on Willow, Xander and Anya talk about how Buffy is totally going to freak out and Dawn probably can't handle the pressure. Dawn decides it's time for her to prove to everyone that she is ready and she can handle it. By crawling out her bedroom window in the middle of the night with no weapons and walking around alone while somewhere out there, bringers are looking for potentials just like her. I'm an adult. <laughs> Dawn runs into the girl that Buffy further traumatized at work, and Amanda, because that's her name, confesses <laughs> that a vampire attacked her at the school. Instead of getting back up in the form of an ex-demon, a powerful witch, a literal slayer, or a carpenter that might have a hammer, Dawn decides it's time to prove her potential by taking another teen girl with her to the school to slay a vampire. At the school, Dawn is scared and confused when she opens the door to the room where Amanda trapped the vampire to find it empty. Amanda swears that she locked the door. Too bad for them. The vamp that attacked Amanda is an idiot and never bothered to try to open the unlocked door and lurks for them on the ceiling. This <laughs> <laughs> the dumbest vampire that's ever lived this guy. The vampire attacks, and Dawn is completely shocked that there's a vampire in the room where she was told there was a vampire. (laughs) Dawn does a great job of holding her own and using a little bluffy flare to use the items around her as weapons. Just when all hope seems lost, black-robed figures burst through the windows. Bringers! The vampire is startled away from Dawn, and the bringers come after Amanda. Dawn realizes she's not the potential, but she takes this moment to also light a small explosion. The pair (laughs) flee and regroup in the hallway where Dawn gives Amanda the metaphor baton in the form of a broken flagpole. All the adults arrive, Amanda stakes the vamp, and the others take out the bringers. The next morning, all the potentials, including Amanda, bond over their mutual slage. Dawn watches on until Buffy arrives. Dawn offers to become Research Girl, and Buffy heads to the basement with the potentials to train leaving Dawn alone with Xander. Listen up here, folks. <laughs> this is the moment when Xander has one of his redeeming moments. <laughs> he takes a second to relate to Dawn and let her know that even if Buffy can't get it, he does. He understands how hard it is to be so close to the spotlight and to never step in it. He tells Dawn that she's extraordinary and I think is maybe the first person to ever validate Dawn in, like,
2: any meaningful <laughs> level roll credits <laughs> oh, wonderful <laughs> thank you very much uh yeah amanda amanda her name's amanda <laughs> yeah good old amanda <laughs> i mean what name do you give a potential see i always thought her name was vi the whole time i forgot felicia day had a name i always thought that i forget name felicia was
3: vi. day is in this and it's i hate very it very
2: weird uh, what are the three R's? Is it reading, writing, and arithmetic? arithmetic? But they're not R's. No, that's the joke. Yeah. Uh. yeah. <laughs> Thank you for taking the time to explain that to me.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it seems like
0: you worked it out yourself, though. So that. Was yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just sitting there the whole time, just like.
0: like I was. R. I
2: almost <laughs> stopped you. Like <laughs> if you could roll back the tape, I would. Went... <laughs> just like shocked. <laughs> that's wrong. Okay, the facts about this episode are few. It's almost like this episode, I'm going to keep my comments to myself. Andrew mentions that the microwave needs to be replaced. A nice callback to conversations with dead people where it was exploded by the first. Stay tuned for the exciting conclusion of the microwave saga in First Date. I <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait. Where's Chloe? She definitely is still crashing at the Summers slash Scooby HQ, but she is neither seen nor mentioned in this episode. Where's she at? Back to Lizzie McGuire. Is that the show she was on? Yeah. I yeah. guess she's just taking a vacay there. Finally, the role of Amanda. Remember how we just talked about her? She's a person. Mm-hmm. Amanda, uh, who first appeared in Help, was originally intended as a one-episode part, but she was brought back as a recurring character due to Sarah Hagen. That's the name of the actress that plays Amanda. <laughs> connection to Rebe-sa- Rebecca Rand God damn. That connection being Rebecca's writing stint on Freaks and Geeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The end. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all this episode has to offer us.
0: Hey, that, those were facts.
2: Oh, Thank God. That's what I aim for. The microwave's really important, and I can't <laughs> wait to see it get resolved. Trivia time. Are you ready for some trivia? Oh, yes. While sitting around before their next Buffy lesson, the Potentials excitedly talk about killing stuff. During this conversation, Dawn says, I've killed things sometimes, and she's not lying. To date, we have seen Dawn killed in two separate episodes. Can you name the episodes and the things that she has killed? Just shout it out.
3: Uh, I mean, doesn't she kill some of those dirt monsters at the end of season six?
2: She kills dirt monsters in grave. Absolutely yeah. right. Okay, that's yeah. one episode. When she's and in those the grave, are the things. in grave. Call them earth golems, I guess. Remember, David Fury, chagrined not being able to have the dragon. Nope, that was at the end of the gift.
0: Right, right. It.
3: It doesn't
2: matter. Is it, the, it doesn't matter.
0: Is it the one where she is with the creepy guy who's trying to lure them in on Halloween?
2: Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember the name of that episode? Season oh, six, episode God. six.
3: Uh, Time for the treats. It's not Never Kissing One a Who We're wants to help date? daddy in the kitchen?
2: Season one, episode
3: five. It, uh, How about
2: you, Sally?
0: It's it's like two words. Uh, it's
1: Sally's short. not much it's th- for
0: the cooking. Th- it's three words. Well, three, three words, words. fuck. the as let a it, word. Let it be. Hands are good. Uh, I don't think I know, could pull it out Always right. use more uh, hands.
2: Four. Three. No, no, no. Two. I close. Fun. All the way. All the oh. way. Do you remember the wannabe boyfriend's name that is actually a vampire? Chad.
0: Sean. Justin.
2: <gasps> Although all of those were very close. But great job. I mean, you came up with it. You yeah. knew immediately. Grave. Dirt Monsters. Yes. Absolutely. Dirt Monsters. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, the Halloween episode, I'll take it. Halloween episode. It absolutely was. not Halloween. The episode. But the Halloween episode. <laughs> the Halloween of that season's <laughs> episode, yeah. Another wonderful round of trivia from both of you. Great job, contestants. Now, on to this episode. I think you just shot of that yak urine right about now. What'd you think about it, Stacia? What'd you think about this one?
3: It's not good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Would you
2: like to elaborate?
3: Um, I hate Buffy. This episode, and I realized I think part of why the season is such drag is because I don't want Buffy to be you know the teacher of the next generation, (laughs) Mm.
1: yeah.
3: Uh, because she's already like straddling that line, like you know, we see Faith being like, because it's wrong, Mm. and then to give her the power to actually tell other people what to do, (laughs) it's really. Really irritating. Um, I like Dawn. It's sweet to get to see her from her perspective, like what's going on, and you know, think about like as a younger sibling. Not that I am one, but I imagine you're like watching your older sibling do cool things, and you want to join in, and you can't. And you're always ignored. Yeah. Um, that like that's a special kind of pain, <laughs> I yeah. guess. Yeah. And so you kind of feel that with Dawn, that she's like getting overlooked because she's like. You know, not the squeaky
2: wheel. (laughs) She's just in the background doing good stuff, doing a good job. I know. Looking at research, watching things happen. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I agree. Buffy as a teacher sucks. Daniel, what do you think?
0: Uh, This was a typical Buffy episode in that it was ridiculous and it was a roller coaster. It went from (laughs) horrendous to terrible to good to bad to good and then to phenomenal. Uh, I'm really fucking tired of Buffy um, her pep talks, getting fucking mm-hmm. real tired of it. So uh, not mm-hmm. only that, we can talk about the teaching element bullshit. You're perpetuating the same garbage that you could you wanted to break the line from you know, we are death, we become death. Don't tell them that. You can break it right here. You don't have to tell them that shit. Um, I still reject the premise that these four minus two where the other people go plus Amanda plus the Chinese girl are the only potentials in the world. I still just I think this podcast flat out rejects that because I don't think the show even really. I don't think the show does a good enough job to like really tell us that these are the only ones. If the show went out of its way to say this is it, if Buffy were to die or Faith, you know, we have to resolve the the lines of death or whatever. But like in theory, if Buffy dies, what happens? Because in our the show has always told us that anyone could be the Slayer. So these oh. five people that are sitting around, don't worry, it could, it could be anywhere. You know, we millions will, of people
2: to talk about that. We will, we will talk
0: about that Good. for sure.
2: And we have been talking um, about
0: it. I mean, that's the other part that's like really annoying to me um, about this. I mean, even Willow being like someone's life's about to change. And it's like, it does Amanda live here now? Like, does she have to live <laughs> in this house? Like, <laughs> She's whose dropping lives, out of school. <laughs> whose lives do we have to ruin? And then, of course, I'm team Don forever. The last three minutes, I think, are amazing. And I kept thinking. I don't know if there's any other shows. I mean, this rivals like all the great television shows that people love and laud in their ability to like, they own the last few minutes of an episode. And it's not just like cheap cheap cliffhangers either. It's like, that shit was great. They're just so good at ending an episode. There are so many amazing moments where you can have such a bad time like I did on during this episode. And I, I walk away from it feeling great. I feel hopeful. I feel at peace. I, I look back on the episode with like, Oh, th- it was actually fine. But I. But now that we're going to talk about it, it's like, no, this sucked. This episode was horrible <laughs> and hard to watch. But that final moments were just transcendent. I mean, th- it was such a great, such a great final scene. Um, so I'm sure we'll talk about all that. But
2: yeah, it's not for me. Not for me. And I'm going to just move along. <laughs> I'm going to take a cue from the station. Just that's it. Not for me. Did yeah. not like. OK, so. As we both have already said, Buffy, the philosophical drill sergeant, spouting these little bullshits as she terribly (laughs) teaches. Little
0: bullshits.
2: (laughs) That's a good way to put it, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so I went on this fucking tirade. I was torturing myself all Tuesday because I was like, mm-hmm. what is There is there a word for people that are just saying some shit that, like, they think sounds cool but it's, like, it's also contradictory and it's just, like, tell me what the word is and it's, like, <laughs> it doesn't exist and I can't explain myself or give a good example. So just, like, Googling the weirdest, dumbest shit and coming up with all these red, Reddit threads. Basically, it's just that, like, quotes that sound profound... But are actually really obvious or stupid or pointless. But they sound really good, right? There was someone right that was like, maybe I don't get it, but these kind of quotes piss me off and I was like, I really relate to that? Instead of X thing, Y thing. Ooh, deep. And I'm just like, Yeah, I hate that. I hate that so much. So like the only things I could come up like find on the internet was like he who questions training trains himself in asking questions. Like those kind of uh, you just turn them over a little bit, yeah, and it's yeah. like, okay. And then station was like, self evident truths. That's what yeah. you're like. When, like yeah.
3: yeah. Is it like yeah. when you're waiting on the waiter, do you not become the waiter? I mean, those
2: that's like <laughs> not quite what I'm saying, because like that's more of like a stoner quandary that you would ask yourself while you're just high and very confused. Versus like trying to actually spout something as a little nugget of, of mm-hmm. wisdom. Like, like this, right. this like brilliant little aphorism that's to motivate or do whatever or impress, right? And just like, oh, well, she just pisses me off. So Buffy throughout this whole episode while she's doing her training or whatever, it's just like, ugh, ugh, it just rang of that so much for me and I did mm. not like it. Like the whole, you know, death is what a Slayer breathes, what a Slayer dreams about when she sleeps, death is what a Slayer lives. I'm like, ooh, <laughs>
0: so yeah. profound. Anyway. You also get one, you get one shot, you get one shot at that. They have already taken, this is the third time. This is the
2: third time. It keeps happening.
3: Yes. It keeps happening. (laughs) One is fine. After her head trauma, rousing the (laughs) army speech at the end of that one episode, we needed Mm -hmm. to be done. We need to not do these speeches anymore, and I have to say that speech in particular, why the fuck does she not say death is your gift? I was just waiting forever for her to say that.
2: Call it back. At least then you could blame it on the first. Slayer And be like, not the first. That's confusing. You could blame it on Sanea and be like- yeah, I'm just repeating what the Slayer of all Slayers told me. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm like bestie. Yeah. I with feel her. like they've let that go <laughs> in a way. <laughs> like,
0: because they're not actually like, they're not referenced the same way they don't reference Halloween with Xander's military time. I feel like we're also skipping around. The first Slayer, because we're saying, you know, death is our thing or whatever, which are kind of like that is the way it is. But you are you should be directly connecting what the first Slayer was saying to you in season whatever, four or five or whatever, you know, when she was saying that stuff. But they don't even go that they don't even say death is your gift. Why don't you just go full in instead of kind Mm -hmm. of saying the platitudes that kind of sound like it, but you're not going all the way. To quote yeah. the episode hey, all the way. that Don killed somebody in exactly, <laughs> I mean it, just, it annoys me. And then also with the Xander thing, where it's like you're military time, and it's like Halloween. It was a Halloween thing where he became an army person. He didn't go. You make it sound like he went <laughs> to the army. He didn't. The joke <laughs> The joke is that he didn't. And I almost feel like we've, we've missed the joke.
2: <laughs> because they at made it everything it's worth.
0: But it kills me because they used to make the joke, and they used to bring up the Slayer talking about death is your gift. That was a huge thing during the time, and now we're still kind of talking about it, as we should, but we're not directly connecting it. And that annoys mm-hmm. me. It's it, I hate it. As
3: it should. I, I mean, it would be nice um, because on one level, even if you haven't seen the previous seasons, which I don't know why you'd be watching this if you haven't, but assuming you haven't, that's – sorry. How dare you. That still makes sense to someone who doesn't have the background, but if you do have the background, you're immediately like, this is actually something that, like, Buffy has taken in and, like, imprinted on her as one of her, like, touchstones for how to be a Slayer, but we just don't. Yeah, yeah, so I'm
2: kind of curious about this. This little line specific. I mean, she does it a couple times in this mm-hmm. episode, right? We open with her monologuing yep. about some bullshit, and then we do this intermediary monologuing about all about, some about bullshit, your instincts. And then at the end, with the f- them being trapped in the cavern, uh, monologuing uh, about some wall. bullshit, mm-hmm. saying some more like self-evident truth words, or like uh, this things that piss me off, where. It, what does she say? She's what like, do you know? Yeah. What, what do you know? Doesn't matter. What do you? What do you think? Doesn't matter. It's what you know. Blah blah. She's like, oh, yeah. get, 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 get it. I'm done with you. I know. It's so fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but this one specifically, the death. You know, bringing back up to mm-hmm. death as your gift and all that stuff. It's also pretty dark. Like, I mean, not in a fun. I'm an edge lord way. I wonder if Buffy really still feels like this. Like, obviously, we went through last year where she was in a bad place you know she was feeling depressed she was down mm-hmm. has those post undead blues right or current undead blues cuz she is undead anyway uh do you think that that she's really literally dreaming about death all the time that's all she thinks about 24/7 eats sleeps breathes death i think she's blowing it out of proportion she's
3: just trying to sound cool just Yeah, to try to sound cool. (laughs) I feel like the reality of Buffy actually training these girls would not be her going on these, like, long rants that barely make any sense about, like, what you know. You don't know anything. It's all about what you do and who you are and what you know about who you are, even though that doesn't matter. (laughs) Like, (laughs) instead of her doing that, I think it would, like, we'd get, like, an 80s martial arts montage of her being, like, no, you need to hit harder this way. And you'd have, like, them actually doing, like, physical exercises as opposed to, like, one person and waving a stake around and then dropping it. Yeah. And it just it it's frustrating because it's like we've seen like tiny bits of training throughout the early seasons of Buffy where Giles is telling Buffy what to do. And even when they get into this like philosophical thing where it's like focus on the crystal or like yeah. close your eyes and just listen to what you can hear. It doesn't feel like this kind of like
2: schlock. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah, Daniel, do you think that Buffy's just weirdly trying to put on a show for the kids for some reason and seem like a badass, or is she really like all I do is think about death? <laughs> I <laughs> don't 24/7. think all she thinks about is death. It might no, be. I think she is
0: trying to put on a show. I think that she's trying to impart as like a as a TV show to, to really remind us too that this is not a stupid show that's silly as hell, but like a ser- it's serious, guys this is about life and death. I don't know what scaring these children is really going to accomplish. Like they learned more when you're like, Hey, vampires are animals and they're going to come after you no matter what that, that was a lot better of a demonstration and like a teaching technique than, Hey, don't forget that you're also going to die. I think you should also be serious and say that all this training that we're doing, by the way, just so everyone knows when I die or whatever. And, um, you guys, none of you might not be the slayer. So some random girl, in Mexico is gonna be the Slayer. You're never gonna know it, we're never gonna know it, and you guys are gonna be very confused and then you're gonna have to leave my house because I'll be dead. (laughs) So, either you start paying rent or you gotta figure it out.
3: Because we already know Willow doesn't pay rent. No
1: way. One arm pushups are bull. I can do them. bananas. Imagine yourself Yeah, I'm more of a chin up girl. I can can do chin-ups to the cows. I can do the kind where you clap between. (laughs) Oh, no. You're
2: all gonna die. Yeah, it just, for a moment, I was like, if that's really how Buffy feels, and I don't for a second think that either. I think she's just like, this is a cool way to, to scare some kids into learning. <laughs> she sounds
0: pretty cool, yeah.
2: <laughs> I was like, how alienating. And we've, we've went there a couple times on the show, especially last year, you know, where like she does feel alone and no mm-hmm. one understands her. Um, last year was cause she died and came back and felt, you know, her friends made her feel guilty for that um, in a way. So, that's not totally the Slayer, but she's talked about it, I feel like, with Faith before. And I did, that was one of the nice moments that I didn't expect to be nice in the end is when all the Slayers, the potentials at the end were talking, like c- congratulating each other and being like, oh, hey, you know, we did that thing. It was really cool. They right. had this camaraderie instantly because they just went through a shared experience and they're all at the same level and they all have this thing and it's like Buffy never had that until she had faith. And then that mm-hmm. all got fucked up and it's like, yeah. you know, yeah. and how many times has Buffy said the slayer is alone? I know, blah, 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 you know, like, so I was like, man, in a way, I wonder if this, she does like, think like this, like she, all the, I'm just, but she's come back and said, I'm not a killer. So I, I think it was all just bullshit. But I just, for a second, I was like, eh, Maybe she is real sad. She's not. She's just trying to sound cool. It's so irritating. I hate her teaching style. Dawn was a better teacher to Amanda in the three seconds that they were on their adventure than Buffy was in this whole episode and will be for the rest of the season. They do get into actual training like they do drills in yeah, the backyard. that's terrible like, too. Yeah, that's terrible too. I know. <laughs> I know. But it's like, you know, the 80s montage would be better, but we get a brief version of that. And it's still bad. It's <laughs> just like, this show can't win, man. I thought season seven was going to prove us all, all wrong and it just it didn't. I think it's hard, too, because they
3: haven't—they've thrown so many new characters at us, and, like, I'm not rooting for any of the potentials. I feel like I want to, but, yeah, none of them, like, hit the right note for me. Like, they either are, like, too wimpy or too assertive or too annoying that I just, like, don't care. (laughs) No, no.
0: Well, I think you no, brought up I... a good point. I did, I kind of forgot who was gone, and I I was thinking, like, where... Are, I, don't, I couldn't remember them. It's like, you're kind of also shooting yourself in the foot, too, because I do feel closer to these three than I do anybody else because we mm-hmm. have seen them now for three episodes. The other ones are gone. Like, I mean, what happened to the people that were just here? You know, so if you're not going to, like, commit to, like, having them here, even in the short amount of time, then, yeah, nobody's really going to like these guys in the end.
2: I just wonder... If Giles could do it better, I really think that he could. I have a specific example because there's like a direct one-to-one. Him and Buffy say basically the same thing at different times. So, Giles said it first, obviously. You have a duty, a purpose, a lifelong commitment. (laughs) How many people your age do you think can say that? And that was in, all the way back in season one, I believe. Uh, Buffy, in this episode, you're all special. Most people in this world have no idea what they're here for, what they want to do. You have a mission, a reason for being here. You're not here by chance. You're here because you're the chosen ones. Who's, who's do, line do you like better? Who do, who do you like better, Giles or Buffy? <laughs> Taking a poll, a poll of two. <laughs> um, I
3: mean it's the same. I guess it has more weight coming from Buffy just because
2: she is the chosen one.
3: Yeah, she's lived it, and she, and I think the thing with. It's like, it's easy for you to say, Giles, as a fully grown man who's lived a whole life, you're not being asked to die when you're, you know, 15 years old. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, Buffy in the first season, she runs away. But then she comes back and she's like, you're right. This is my purpose. And if my purpose is to die tonight, then I guess that's what we're doing. And um, that's why the end of season one is like so powerful for me. Um because it's really when Buffy like truly commits to being the Slayer. So her saying all this stuff though is just like still really hokey. <laughs> but I think I mean I feel like the potential is they don't get it because they haven't seen what Buffy's going through. But I think Buffy would have killed to have someone like her as like a mentor, you know, when she was starting out.
2: I mean, in in the, the Faith thing, yeah, she does try to bond with Faith. I mean, like they are kind of friends for a minute, and then. Yeah, that's,
3: that's yeah I mean. but not like um, a
2: teacher or a mentor or something.
3: Mm, gotcha. I mean, yeah, Giles is supposed to fill that role, but Giles only knows things academically. He's right. never lived yeah. it.
2: That's true. Yeah, so to have an older slave, theoretically, yeah. that would be a great boon. But yeah, she just I don't know, doesn't... Anyway, Daniel, do you like Giles? <laughs> do you like Giles' a little quote well, better? Well, I think they are both the...
0: They are both the same, but I, I think you're yeah. right, Sasha, that it's definitely means more coming from Buffy, but I think Giles is better. It's just because it's that one-on-one straight up. When I'm saying this, I'm just saying it to you. In theory, here is this potential group. Only one of you is going to be it. So in fact, I'm telling a bunch of you things that will not matter to you, but only one of you yeah. is going to. But if it was like one-on-one, if Buffy was like your bestie and like she was the one telling you, you are going to be the next one after me, that would be, oh yeah, she would be the best person to have by far.
3: I mean, it is easy to forget when you've already seen the show and you know at the end they, like, take away whatever restriction there was on how many slayers there can be because, like, who thought of that idea? That was a terrible idea. Um,
2: <laughs> uh, Joss Whedon, I believe, was the one who... Uh, <laughs> the old wizard <laughs> men at
3: the very beginning that only wanted one strong woman. Just one. um, <laughs> Anyways, uh, it's easy to forget that because, like, in this moment, they haven't even conceived of the idea of making all the potential slayers. Mm-hmm. So she's really just sinking so much time into, the like, the small possibility that If Faith dies, even though they're talking about Buffy, but Buffy's not going to call another Slayer if she dies. If Faith dies, one of them might be called.
0: (laughs) Might be called. Might be. And that's like that's what the show just refuses to reckon with is that girl in Mexico who's going to be called, who has nothing to do with our story. But obviously it's a TV show that's not going to happen, but that's what would happen if we were even trying to be semi-realistic. You, you, I don't even know why we're doing a plot line like this because you're just going to have these four people and it just seems ridiculous that it's these four people in all the world that these are the ones that are going to be the Slayer. Like That's not what happened to Buffy at all. She was just a random person who got chosen.
2: Well, okay, so, I mean, we, we keep coming not, back to this. like Not only the idea of why is it just these, these, these 10 girls they can't possibly have killed all the other... Anyway, yeah, we've done this. But Buffy makes another weird new lore point Or, not new, I guess, just like we're in a season of, we just haven't talked about it before. It's not new, it's true the whole time. We just haven't talked about it. Mm -hmm. So she says it's there, the potential, when she's talking to them at the very beginning, right? Like, learn to trust yourself. You have inherent, you have inherent abilities that others do not have. Okay, you don't have slayer strength, but that doesn't mean you're not strong. You have strength, speed, and instinct. So we've, we've asked many times, in these last couple episodes, especially because the potentials are here with us now, what the fuck? How are the people who are chosen chosen? Why is why them and no one else? Who do? How do they know ahead of time all that kind of stuff? Is this the show now telling us that it isn't random? That it is only certain girls who are picked because they have quote unquote inherent abilities? The midi chlorians. right? Correct. Right, like you brought up. I think this is the show saying, without actually saying. That, yes, they have fucking midichlorians. What do you think, Stacia? Does that is there anything we should read into that? I actually broke the line. Is Buffy, is this just Jedi Master garbage? Yeah. <laughs> so midichlorians, <laughs> apt. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: I don't know. It doesn't make sense that if you only... <sighs> Everything is so fuzzy, but it doesn't make sense that they would have, like be stronger than other girls but not slayer strong if they're a potential like none of that really makes sense to me no. although I always kind of understood that like within the you know population of the world section of 15 year old girls say only 20% of them are potentials. so the other 80% would never be a slayer no matter what and then 20% of them are the ones that might be called but most of those won't be either because you have so many of them Right. and does it make sense to train those potentials because one of them might be the slayer and when she's called you want her to have the skills to fight vampires sure does it mean you shouldn't be training Dawn and Willow and everyone else no
2: (laughs) absolutely yeah that drove me nuts this whole time I was like train Dawn is Don is here to learn. She is csiing all over the place behind the scenes in this fucking season. Give Don a goddamn stake. Let her try. Anyway, Daniel, do you think that this was just Buffy blustering and being a silly Jedi master saying you're strong, you have inherent abilities or are we dealing with mini
0: We're doing mini I mean, that's the worst part. <laughs> it, it's only because like I feel like again, like like I said in my intro, like I think that if you had Willow Doing her locator spell. We love to see it. Finally, after all these, th- <laughs> all these episodes. We have um,
2: brought that shit up so uh, many times. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so the Loki, when well, she does it
0: twice, uh, or at least hints towards it. But if she... Let's say that you can do a like, locator spell. Let's say there's no midichlorians. But a witch could do a lot of shit to find potentials right if that is something or or you can see into the future even if you can't tell what's going on even if that's true that's a lot of work because in theory it would be a fuck ton of people so even if it's one person a day that's a lot of work and as she said we're, we're gonna watch that thing go and we're gonna have to fucking hoof it. We're gonna have to run mm-hmm. to basically follow this motherfucker. It's so impractical how to actually find the potentials. So I like the world where a, the potential might exist, i.e., the first would be able to like go after and hunt people. Like that could make sense because it's kind of magic y. But I don't know. It's like, there's, it's, how are these people learning that they are potential slayers and coming? Like it's one thing to, it to be deep down magical. And and you to be like killed by a bringer, right? Because they might know you're it, but you have no idea because you're just a teenage girl going to school, and you just get slaughtered by a bringer. That makes <laughs> more sense than 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 fucking Rona being like, I don't have a watcher. I don't. I just left my family to come to yep. California mm-hmm. for nothing. What? How do you explain that? Because you can explain the bringers because it's the first, and the first could know because the first could expend resources to find. The potentials. You could have Willow have a throwaway line like, oh, yeah, it's, it, you could find out who's going to be, but it takes a lot of magic. And the mm-hmm. first can do that, like something like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But Because otherwise the midichlorian thing is tough because it just opens up so many possibilities, too, which is like, what if you don't train them? What if you don't want to learn? What if you're intransigent? Right. You get a watcher. But what if you get into an accident? You become a quadriplegic. Does that mean that Giles mm-hmm. now has to snuff you out? Like because we need to bring <laughs> right. on somebody who can what fight? What if you get
3: like, called yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're
0: drunk and you fall off, break your neck, you know, uh, of a building or whatever. You know, it's like, then what? <laughs> Is it his duty to murder you? Like, it's just the open up too too many too many questions too too much.
3: I mean, that's been that's been an issue with the Slayer mythology to begin with, um, yeah. like especially dating back to Faith when they're like, oh, well, we have a special prison where we keep crazy slayers and it's like there's no world you would immediately kill them you would euthanize that slayer and get a new one because there is no reset no world in which you would hold a dangerous supernatural being for months or years because assuming nothing's attacking them they'll live a normal human lifespan uh till they're 60 80 whatever and they die of a natural death and leave the world completely unprotected for 60 years before you get another Slayer. That prison doesn't exist. I don't know where faith went, but it was <laughs> she's not there in the LA <laughs> County.
2: Like she's, she she went she's, to LA
0: County.
2: She was <laughs> yeah, just in the regular prison regular system. Jail. Yeah.
0: <laughs> we also saw because I think that makes it so great that we saw what Giles Was going through when he thought he was going to have to, you know, I don't know if he was trying to kill her or whatever, taking her power away, right? When he Mm. was helpless, right? So, like, we're seeing, like, what it would be like, potentially, uh, sort of, to, to, to have a watcher, like, what would you have to do if you had to take out a slayer? They trust you implicitly. They would trust you above all else to, like, lay down your guard for you to what? Slit their throat? Kill them? Yeah. I mean, it would be you that would have to do it. I'm sure that's mm-hmm. part of what being a watcher is. Putting down a a dog if it needs to be put down, a rabbit dog or whatever, yeah. you know. If it become if it comes to that. Uh, but more than likely they'll kill you first and that's why, you know, you got to be like Giles, approach it cautiously and you know, they there. And good also why
2: there's it. many watchers, just one slayer. Mm. <laughs> and we've lost
0: a lot of watchers, right? A lot of them just got fucking slaughtered in yeah, just for all these gone now. people. So uh-huh.
2: Yeah, it makes sense on the one hand, the midi chlorian thing. It does because they they don't seem to have, phys- like, they're not all super beefy girls, right? And they're all like very very strong, as we talked about before. So physically, in the Buffy's strength clearly is magical, right? So it's got to be a magical thing. If these are inherent abilities, if there is something in them that the, not only the first can track, but clearly we have Althea, Althania, whatever the fuck her name, she can locate slayers, but not all of them because sometimes Rona, and sometimes people don't know. It just sometimes works, whatever. So we have something magical must be in them. I guess that magical thing that is in them that is what makes them possibly slayers can also give them inherent abilities of like maybe extra strength. Another (laughs) reason I think the show
0: is is making fun of itself because I mean there was that line where fucking Xander is like we can't get like an address or something for these people. And it's like, am I getting Mm -hmm. the definition of a seer wrong? And I'm like, you guys have got to be, because that's too clever. That's too clever. That is, you know, that this is silly. It doesn't even serve the plot. Like you could just, you could actually do this well and, and, and make it like clear up all these little plot holes that have nothing to do with like the overall story. Like if everyone was just told to come to the summer's house and you just have a shit ton of girls showing up, how is that bad? Like that works for me. Like people are just getting messages <laughs> because, you know, the voids are going crazy. The seers across the world are like, and we can tap into brewing. that
2: thing, that thing that makes you have your inherent abilities is very easily trackable. Turns out we can always find you. Yeah. That may- So I think that people that are apologists for the show, which I would consider myself one sometimes, I would say that this is the show treating its audience very intelligently. They don't need to spell it all out for you. They don't need to tell you every little thing because they just assume that you're going to know stuff or just like take it because it's just like you're on the level. They need to say some shit. They need to
3: have some they'll, rules. They'll assume that we know made up bullshit that's never been explained, or explored. explained yeah. and doesn't exist in the real world. Well, so here comes the big
2: one. Okay. So... Uh, did you maybe say potential sailors? Because I-, I do like the water. This Slayer line business. Oh, God. You think you're different because you might be the next Slayer. Now, in this episode, <laughs> Buffy tells the potentials that exact thing, saying that her death could make one of them the Slayer. Point number one, we're all sitting with shock face. What? That doesn't make any sense. Then Don corroborates this by saying, Buffy has to die. I mean, if I was ever the Slayer, it would mean that she died. Again, we've all had amnesia. This is not right. Everyone's forgotten.
3: Faith exists.
2: Daniel, tell me everything you think you know about the Slayer line. How it works, succession, who carries the line, what it even means.
0: (laughs) We've talked about it a lot. I mean, you guys have gone out of your way to really clarify... The line, you know, even for me, I think as a viewer, you would forget something like that. I think it's easy to forget. I think that I, if I were Buffy in them, I would also be confused because I have the slayer strength. I would forget about faith because F faith. We're tired of faith. We don't want to think about
3: faith. Um,
0: But it is, but it is funny that like you really shouldn't forget that really crucial fact. However, um, I you know I guess there would still be ambiguity on if if you were to die I guess what did your death I I guess I don't have a good answer question because if I were them I wouldn't really know because if she died she could be part of a slayer line and so could Faith we could basically just have fucked up the world and we now have two slayer lines that
2: are just going to exist in perpetuity I you know who knows so that so you as Daniel who remembers most of the show but not all of the show um, no I, or
0: no like, no I, no no you guys have already laid out what you, hmm. I know I, no no like forget we, what I've said
2: you're, you're trying to tap into like right like the, what a viewer could be thinking on their first watch like man yeah,
1: maybe sure, yeah.
0: is there is there like a concrete reason why there isn't now two lines that have been opened up and if Buffy were to die that some girl wasn't already activated in Mexico, right? I mean, I know that everybody just gets in contact with everybody because the world is very small. but like when Buffy died in season five with the gift, is it not plausible that there was somebody else that came across the world and she is now just a slayer? But again, Buffy was brought back. She still has Buffy strength. She is an anomaly, really. I mean, she kind of fucked everything up, right, by dying and coming back and all this. So, like, she still has all the strength. She's a slayer and all but name. Who knows? Maybe there is a slayer out there from Buffy's line. We don't know.
2: See? This is a charitable answer that I've never, ever allowed myself to have. Station, I immediately, I read... Mm-hmm. as we're watching this <laughs> but i have come around to a new way of thinking oh, really? okay so okay so i'll be the ir- irate one alone so here cuz you were you and i understanding like okay stasia tell me tell me your view of the slayer line
3: uh, my view of the slayer line is it's a direct line and once you've had your one slayer offspring Your line ends, and you produce no more Slayer offsprings. (laughs) So Buffy died, we got Kendra. Kendra died, we get Faith. Faith dies, we get a new Slayer. Buffy dies again, nothing happens. Buffy dies a third time, nothing
2: happens.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It all rests on Faith now.
2: And why do you believe that?
3: Uh, Because we saw the direct result of Kendra dying and us getting Faith. Like, we see Buffy die, Kendra's called. Kendra dies, Faith is called. Buffy dies... We get no word, nothing that another slayer was called, which I would charitably agree with. She could have been called and she's in Mexico somewhere, except for the fact that the council clearly knows when a slayer is called. And you would think that if the first (laughs) is systematically tracking down and killing everyone involved in the slayer line, that any other slayer would be a direct target of the first. Thus, the council would be trying to protect that slayer As well as Buffy, as well as Faith, but we don't get any of that. But I mean, maybe not. I guess charitably, the Council doesn't say anything about being worried that Faith is going to die. So I don't
2: know. (laughs) As we've seen multiple times and talked about multiple times already, with the potential situation where it's like sometimes they know and sometimes they don't. Somehow, like Faith or uh, Kendra already had a watcher from day one, but Rona doesn't. But but it seems like once you're called, you definitely get one no matter what. Are absolutely clocked
3: by the Council and you get a watcher
2: which how do they do that? How do they know when this will- okay. know We can't. That? We don't have time for that. Okay. They have they have a little they have a little ancient fax machine that goes ding
3: and you get a piece of paper that says time! that says a new slayer has been called with their
2: details. <laughs> that is what happens. I will not be taking comments. <laughs> all right. So, all we can go off of is what the show, what the text says, right? That's all we have. So, From the beginning, what's my line part two when we first meet Kendra? Giles says, it seems that somehow another Slayer has been sent to Sunnydale Willow. Is that even possible? I mean, two Slayers at the same time? Giles, no, not that I know of. The new Slayer is only called after the previous Slayer has died. Good Lord, you were dead, Buffy. Buffy says, I was only gone for a minute. And Giles says, clearly it doesn't matter how long you were gone. You were physically dead, causing the activation of the next Slayer. Kendra, she died. Buffy, just a little. Yes, she drowned, but she was revived. So there really are two of them. It would appear so. There is no precedent for this. I'm quite flummoxed, says Giles. All right, next little bit we get. I was like, they're undeniably, and God, I, I encourage anyone to tell me the episode, the line of text, anything. Just, like, give it to me if I if I missed it. But I tried really hard to remember any other time they directly speak about the line. So I was like, okay, well, faith, open trick, right? We meet faith. That would make sense. So... Cordelia's like, I get it. There's two Slayers. There was only one, but then Buffy died for like two minutes. So Kendra was called. Then Kendra dies and Faith was called. Willow says, but why were you called here? And then Faith says a lie. I wasn't, but my watcher said to some retreat, whatever. Thought this was my chance to meet Buffy. That's it. So that's all we really get. I was like, do we ever really talk about it again? I was like, maybe we talk about it in Who Are You? Although I don't know why you would. No, I can't think of another time where we really address it because that's all we needed to know. We needed to know why we have our new character of Kendra, why we have our new character of Faith. So then the biggest thing would be, why is it not mentioned post the gift, right? That's the biggest problem in this whole equation is... If Buffy's, we never said that Buffy wasn't carrying the line. We never said that. Nobody explicitly said that means Buffy's not carrying the line. That I can remember. Can you remember any other instance where someone might have said, well, it won't matter if you die or, or even like in, in season six, you know, right before they resurrect Buffy, like Dawn even coming in and being like, oh, do you, you know, since Buffy died, do you think there might be another slayer out there? Like nothing, right? That like never happened.
0: I don't know if they're I just, just think... trying to hold back on faith. I mean, I, just from a TV perspective, it, it seems wild again that they would forget that faith is part of it. Like that's a for sure line, right? I'm I'm sure that they haven't forgotten that. They I'm sure they remember Kendra to that. That has been established. Right. But Buffy being the question mark, right? We we spent so much time in this episode, oh, Buffy's got to die for me to come and it's like, well, that is speculation. That's not mm-hmm. th- maybe it. Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. We don't know but like we do know about faith. Faith is still right. a slayer. She's still there. Yeah,
2: undeniably the line is going through her like if faith dies another one will come. But Buffy's a question. Yeah,
0: but I think Sasha, you're right. Yeah. It's like I mean, really there are still watchers. Giles is still out watchering, doing his business. There's still enough contact with people that you got to believe that if there was another slayer activated even without the council They would
2: know about it. And they're sure.
0: pinging like jewelry or whatever, however, they find out that there's a new Slayer the fax machine, <laughs> or the email in the in the iMac. Magical right? I mean, fax it,
2: machine. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. Any of those things. It rains things, pink
2: like... over London only for five minutes. <laughs> <and then laughs> right, we know. You, go. you
0: got to believe that they would know or they would be like, oh, man, there's a lot of activity here. Um, did a Slayer, die? you know, something like that. You got to believe that nothing did happen in that Buffy. There wasn't another Slayer. Right. So Buffy's death in the gift did not result in another Slayer. Which does prove that she is not carrying the line anymore. But that is still relatively speculation. I guess you can't prove that, but how do you prove it either way?
3: I don't know. (laughs) Okay, well, I was just going to say, I do think it makes sense, though, because we've talked about this before, that there seems to be this sort of um, hierarchy where Buffy is the one true capital V Slayer and Faith is a Slayer. Yeah, they um, that you wouldn't think about Faith being the one carrying the line. And it's always seemed like, and Buffy's kind of made these comments when Faith came along, like, oh, I can retire now. I'm not right. the Slayer anymore. Yeah. There is another Slayer. And then, you know, Faith is unreliable, and Buffy continues to be the Slayer. So I think, you know, on one hand, it makes sense that you would not consider the fact that, you know, Buffy is kind of like this irrelevant like ghost relic like a of the slayer line and it really just it goes through faith and like where the fuck is faith yeah
2: um where is faith where is faith again she's in prison well, it's also uh, her power
0: too. You would almost assume that, like, if this were to happen or some version of this, that Buffy would lose her power, like whatever magical mm-hmm. thing would have been passed on mm-hmm. to the next person. But like, Buffy if there was is. only
3: so much for one Slayer, right? Yeah. Okay. Of, like, so like, somehow
0: she's so powerful still, and that 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 would be a weird, like, for Giles, that would be a very academic, like how did this happen and what does that imply?
2: We absolutely should have asked some more questions before right fucking now, or right now is a good time to ask them too. Somebody ask a question. <laughs> Somebody say fucking say something on the show. I've heard people talking. A lot of them think she's some kind
1: of high functioning schizophrenic, but I also heard that maybe, like maybe she could help with this kind of thing.
2: Anyway, all right, so. Forever and ever, I was under the same belief too until rewatching this episode and losing my mind again about the line goes through faith. Everyone's lost their fucking mind. Buffy's head drama has spread to the whole group. They all forgot. I don't know. Okay. In 2021, <laughs> a redditor named I am Sparky Jones <laughs> posted a thread on r Buffy titled "Let's end the theories: the Slayer line and the first evil plan, the first evil's plan." finally explained parentheses no season seven holes <laughs> all right it's a really really long post um, but okay. I'll send it to you Daniel so you can link to oh, it on the, sure, the site sure. but um but the dude made a great point and I have I am converted I think he's totally right I'm massively paraphrasing here but instead of blaming the writers for totally retconning or forgetting their own lore he posits that Buffy's first brief natural death, as opposed to that one, Willow, when Willow resurrected Buffy using magic, she restored or recreated Buffy's entire being, her body and her Slayer spirit mojo. So Willow didn't just resurrect Buffy Summers, your average American co-head. He essentially, she essentially created a new second Slayer with everything that entails, Slayer calling clause included. So now we legit have two active slayers not just two active slayers but two slayer lines the true original line that runs through faith and this new simultaneous buffy one that's why the there's the second or third i guess slayer is never called because buffy's death and the gift did not trigger another slayer because the line was not going through her Mm -hmm. so it would not call another slayer that's that's our point right Mm -hmm. but when she was created again A new line was made. Mm. And this is kind of held up by the little tiny bit that we actually get from the show, which was just a couple episodes ago in Showtime. That might have been the last episode, even. Anya says, I don't understand how Buffy's death mucked up the Slayer mojo. It's not like she hasn't died before. And Giles says, it's not her dying. Beljax's eye was clear. In its enigmatic way, it's because she lives again. Buffy's second death meant nothing. In the scope of the Slayer line, her dying doesn't fucking matter, but her resurrection changed that. Now there will always be at least two Slayers in the world forever. There will always be at least two. And that's why the first decides to act now. This altering the Slayer line tipped the scales in the favor of good, and moreover proved you could theoretically make more Slayers, altering or adding the lines whenever a powerful enough spellcaster got the urge to do so. I like that a lot.
0: I'm convinced. I like that that a lot. That's good.
2: It fulfills, like... I still am not letting the fucking show off the hook for not just saying that shit. I don't think they were thinking that, but it is a good
3: explanation for... Why it all worked out.
2: Yeah. And it it fits so well, the whole, like, her death doesn't matter. We know it doesn't matter. Her line doesn't go through her. Mm -hmm. But her coming back, and not just in a CPR, I died for one second, whatever kind of way, and not even in a, like, I don't even... It's the way that Willow did it, the way the whole thing. And that also ties in nicely to the end of the season, too, Willow, like, we do so much y- y- telling and not showing in the show, and I yell at them about that for a lot. Like, just, if they are so badass, make them that badass. Well, this is an instance of Willow made a fucking Slayer. We'll have a line in Chosen where, where um, Buffy says, those men made, it took three of those guys to, to channel this energy to make the Slayer in the first place. This woman is stronger than all of them combined. And, like, it's true. W- Willow already made a Slayer. She made Buffy. Awesome. And then at the end, she makes a hundred or fucking thousands, <laughs> which I think or is whatever. fucking awesome. And that also continues on into the the comics too, because Willow is a bonkers, out of control, powerful. Like she's so powerful, out of control, powerful, and it's that. Dad- all tracks if you follow the progression of her we can't show it maybe because the show's budget or whatever reasons reasons i think that's great um it's too
3: bad that i am sparky jones wasn't a writer on the show in 2012 (sighs) or whenever this aired 2012 2003 (laughs) Uh, i was looking at the episode number (laughs) (laughs) Uh, anyway Yes, yes. <laughs> I can't do math. Okay, um, <laughs> don't don't I'm comment. At me. I'm sorry. Anyway, yes. Yeah, do. Sparky Jones. Yes. Um, it's too bad that they weren't a writer. In two thousand and three, or in two thousand and thirteen, who cares? Because uh, it does make a lot of sense. But I, I will say uncharitably, I don't think the writers, or the showrunners, or Joss Whedon had this in their mind when they did it. They just did a little sort of vague yada yada. Don't really worry about it. We're just we're dealing with evil, and we're gonna have more slayers. Shut up, it's cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but for them, yeah. I would say I would say though to be charitable to them, if they did think that or had a knowledge of that. Again, you don't want to really just tell it. I mean, in a way, they don't. You know, if I were a writer, I wouldn't want to pay myself into a into a corner either. And keeping your people guessing, you know, it gets frustrating at some point. But there is a level of like, if they did know that, it, you know, how much would they know? How much would your characters know to be able to tell you this? You know, I think you can speculate.
3: I don't think they hinted close enough at this to ever
2: prove that they were thinking that at all yeah Yeah,
3: and i and i don't think that you'd need to straight out say in like an expositional moment here's what's actually happening audience because you're an idiot but i think the fact that at the by the end of the season you're watching sunnydale fall into a a pit and you're just thinking like why (laughs) (laughs) uh that like something was missed that you couldn't That they haven't given you enough pieces that you can put it together yourself. Because just saying the the Beljox's eye vaguely told us that it's because Buffy's alive. Well, that tells me
2: nothing. Right. Which is what the gripe was immediately after that in the episode last week. It was like...
3: And that's fine for that episode. But then, like, as we go, maybe we can start to get more understanding. And we do have this... Sort of, it, I guess part of partially it's frustrating because in the last season, you know, we do have Buffy going to Tara saying, like, I am different. I am wrong. I need to know what happened to me when I was brought back. And then Tara literally says, you're the exact same Buffy. And so now to be like, oh, well, she's alive again and she's totally different. Like, that doesn't make any <laughs> sense. We already did this and established there's no difference. But now we're saying say, there is a difference.
0: Every piece of her matter is different, right? That was Tara's whole point, but... But it's just also a thing No, you she, Tara
3: was just like, you just have a, a magical sunburn, mm-hmm. which I feel like is different than saying, literally, you were recreated. You're the not the original Buffy. was the
0: Slayer magic. <laughs> but it's also a riff. It's a metaphor. It, Tara's what? Not She's not a fucking scientist. I know that. So what are we saying? She's just giving you comfort. I mean, we shouldn't take what any of these people say to heart. I mean, this is like the, the spell that Willow casts in this episode. Why did we think that it even worked? It seemed to be a bunch of bullshit. That was fucking like smelly and terrible. And you were about to let (laughs) it out of the house. And then because it it, it strikes Dawn, you're like, well, I guess she's the potential. Like, that's dumb. I would say we Mm -hmm. should maybe try it again. If I'm a scientist, I'm going to run test two and see if it does Dawn again.
2: Because if you did, it wouldn't. And then what? Right, mm-hmm. right. Goddamn. I mean, I we both yelled about that in the moment yeah. because Willow goes from oh god, or, or they're like oh you did I'm another an spell idiot. that didn't work, but I can't do anything and right. Then, and then as soon as it hits Dawn, they're like she was like it was right, <laughs> it definitely worked. <laughs> like okay, all right, which one I is know. it?
0: <laughs> it's like again, they just forget about the scientific method, and it's just like Willow wouldn't forget that. I'm sorry, it's you. You asked me to suspend too much, show too much, <laughs> and I refuse. Nice job with the getting swallowed analogy.
1: But it is a mixed bag, you know. If she gets to be the Slayer, then her life is short and brutal. And if she doesn't, then it smells of unfulfilled potential. My swallowed analogy looks pretty sweet right now, doesn't it?
2: So I'm going to go on with my life thinking the new I am Sprecky Jones uh, theory, because I like it a lot. But I... I was just going to say, do you think this is what the writers intended? I don't. I don't. I think it works really well. And I think that any writer on Buffy seeing this would be like, oh, yeah. I take yeah, that. That's definitely, yep. this this is mine. I did, I, yep. I am Sparky Jones. I, in fact, I am. I am Sparky Jones. Um, <laughs> I but am, I can't I forgive Jones. this. I would. I would say. I would even say the writers did think this. If anyone at any point had said, "Do you think there's another Slayer out there?" Hmm. That's all I need. That's all I need. Because like. Why didn't we talk about it ever? Anyway, yeah.
3: I mean, it does seem wild because there's definitely some sort of line or something after Buffy gets called or maybe right, not after she gets called, but after she's uh, resurrected or maybe right before, like right in those beginning episodes where they're just like shit in Sunnydale has gone down since Buffy has been gone. Like everyone's like, there's no Slayer in town. And it seems like you would maybe be like. Hey, council, can we we send the new Slayer over here? Like, where's Faith? We need some fucking help.
2: I mean, where's Faith? The proverbial question. Yeah. The answer is still she's in prison. But.
3: (laughs) But it's like they, it feels like at the beginning of that, they were essentially like, Faith is the only Slayer left and Faith is unreliable. Therefore, there is no Slayer. And not like maybe we could find the new
2: Slayer. Because there is one. Because Buffy, Buffy is part of the line. Anyway, I just thought that was interesting. And I was really glad to be like, oh, man. I think about the show different now. Well, I mean, this, this specific part of the show.
3: This is what I'm going to say now that I'm noodling about this. Yes. Is for me to believe that the writers had even an iota of an idea about I am Sparky Jones's theory about the first and Buffy and how that caused the Slayer line to start collapsing or whatever. They would have had to include it within the show, even just like one line that we knew before after Buffy died in The Gift, that she was not going to call a new slayer. Her death was not going to bring a new slayer. But at some point, they become aware that now that she's been resurrected, Buffy will call a new slayer when she dies. But we don't get that. And I feel like that's one of those key pieces of I Am Sparky Jones's theory is that you have to understand that's the, like, metamorphosis that happens. But we don't see that in the show. Yeah, no. No,
2: no, we don't see any of it. Because
3: you you can't just go from implying that the characters assume there is no sp- Slayer called after Buffy dies in the gift to assuming that a Slayer will be called when Buffy dies in this season without some explanation because it doesn't make any sense. Right, wouldn't they, why wouldn't they have
2: that in- assumption at the end of the gift? Yes. And now they do have that assumption.
3: Not even just like a throwaway line, like I wonder who the new Slayer is. Yeah, yeah.
2: Something. Oh, well, you know, I do think we do, like you said, Daniel. just keep an eye out. They, they, and there could be more stuff in the season. I know they don't explicitly... I know they don't explicitly talk about it, but I've said that before. I know they don't use spike as the first. I know they don't use whatever, whatever. So, what the fuck do I really know? Absolutely nothing is the answer. Uh, quickly, I did want to ask um, Stacia how you felt about Xander's speech this time around. Um, it's fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, you always hold <laughs> up this and him buying the dress for Cordelia. I do. Uh, and homecoming, or not? Is it homecoming? Whatever.
3: Yeah, no, those are like his two redeeming moments. And if you had asked me before I watched this episode when this speech happens, I would have said it's when he kidnaps Dawn at the end to try to save her. Um, I didn't know it was
0: going to happen. I was blown
3: away. Yeah, I didn't either. And then Kelly was like, here it comes. And I was like, no, it's not. And then it happened. And I was like, I hate it. Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) You thought you were all special. Miss Sunnydale 2003. And the minute you found out you weren't, You handed the crown to Amanda without a moment's pause. You gave her your power.
1: The power wasn't
0: mine. They'll never know how tough it is, Donnie. To be the one who isn't chosen. To live so near to the spotlight and never step in it. But I know. I see more than anybody realizes because nobody's watching me. I saw you last night. I see you working here today. You're not special. You're extraordinary.
3: I th- I feel like we talked about this... Um, engraved with the yellow crayon that like in hindsight you think of it as this bigger thing than it is and then you watch it and you're like oh actually he only said that one line it wasn't like this huge cheesy stupid thing and I feel like I'm having the opposite reaction here where I was like oh it was this amazing speech and then when I watch it I'm like it's okay I guess (laughs) I agree I mean I think Dawn is really sweet like her looking like she's just about to cry is like really touching and it's yeah yeah, and it's like so nice for her to have that validation of like i am still doing good and i am trying and i have my own value even if they can't see it um and that's really nice but also i just i remember it being better <laughs> yeah.
2: i'm sorry but daniel you like you liked it right you thought i'm it was a simple still...
0: man yeah no i thought it was I, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you brought up the crayon because yeah i think that that was the first thing i thought too when it was going on i was like all right here we go show time is this going to be as good or bad? And I think it exceeded it, actually. I think it was way better than the Crayon one. I thought the Crayon one was just so much better, and we talked about that during Mm. that episode. Uh, Mm -hmm. This one was good. I thought it was fine. And, like, the emotion came from just the seven years that we've spent with this character in particular, this is that emotional payoff that you can't manufacture in a first season of a show. You need seven years of hanging out with a person uh, to feel this. And the fact that, again, Dawn is two and a half years old. We have literally seen Dawn <laughs> from nothing to here. The fact that, you know, you can just break down crying because of this two-year-old child is also phenomenal, too. Like, they've done an amazing job to make Dawn a real person. So I just think mm-hmm. the two payoff of those, the two people... The payoff wonderful, wonderful. But it was but it was nice. It was like rooted well in like the Xander mm-hmm. character. I think everything he said was really was really nice. And the kiss was really nice and very sweet and Trachtenberg is incredible. Incredible.
2: My only gripes with it are uh earlier in the episode he said <laughs> when they think Dawn is now a potential, he's like Don's like she's off with the important ones and he's like you're important now <laughs> like emphasis on the now and I'm like and then oh. just a little bit later to go like you're really important you matter I swear to God even though you're no one and we both know we actually really don't matter you really matter. It's almost like so a guilt. A little... He feels guilty for saying that <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: but I also like that she she was like uh, maybe that's your your you know power or whatever and then she's like sight. So that's you're the one who sees mm. That makes it a little
2: bit better too so I gotta say yeah. No, that, that, that is a cool callback when uh, Caleb gets rid of that eye for him. Um, I did like the – oh, the other thing I did not like was the the music. I've been heralding mm-hmm. Robert Duncan's score this whole – heralding? Is that the right word? Who fucking knows? Lauding. That's the word I was looking for. It. R- Robert Duncan's score this season, this really let me down. It was uh it was too hallmarky. It really mm-hmm. undercut the scene for me quite a bit. I will say that there is a cool parallel between Dawn and Xander. Uh, while we've had Dawn for a much shorter time, Quietly in the background, she turned into like a useful, helpful adult, mm-hmm. kind of like Xander, too. We mm-hmm. kind of took him out of the picture. He wasn't really in last season very much. He's not really around very much now, yeah. but he's he turned himself into something useful. He, it's sad that he mocks himself for it like I'm the guy that fixes the windows like well yeah Don says correctly the windows needed fixing man like you actually turned into someone who can help but it's maybe a small way and it took you fucking five years to get off your ass and do something but you are doing it now and that's cool and like Don the same thing they just like they are like they found their role and they accepted it and I think that's cool if you, if you really do take it in of like this yeah we are doing it and they are good people trying to help and even though they're not super powered they still I also know. love them
0: treating Don like nice. a person when she's a ball of energy it's really sweet
2: she is a, a space entity. Never forget. Entity. forget with what does Anya say? You
0: know, you're know, you a fake with fake memories. I, I, yeah, klutzy teenager with fake memories and a history of kleptomania. Like, that's a... Yeah, that's, <laughs> now you're a person. Accurate.
1: It's like, one second, you are this klutzy teenager with fake memories and a history of kleptomania,
2: and then, then suddenly you're a hero. A hero with a much abbreviated lifespan.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: okay. Uh, let's briefly, quickly have a little round of reasonable or ridiculous are you ready hell yeah ridiculous (laughs) you're probably right Buffy throws an axe toward a group of teenagers to get them to quiet down. Reasonable or ridiculous? <laughs> uh within the scope of the show, reasonable. <laughs> They're annoying AF, Daniel, reasonable or ridiculous. Throwing an axe <laughs> at a group of teenagers. There's only
0: one person I trust that, to throw an axe and it's Buffy. Reasonable.
2: Right? Uh-huh. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Within
3: the scope of this show, absolutely. Anyone else absolutely. throwing an axe at children, call no. the police. <laughs> <laughs>
2: call the police.
0: Yeah, call the police.
2: Reasonable or ridiculous, the new potential slayer is in Sunnydale. Station. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Don't believe that's how the question was phrased. Reasonable or ridiculous? <laughs> R- ridiculous. It's, I mean, it's abs-
0: yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's the same thing we
3: said. I Mexico. guess, I guess math- mathematically it depends on the density of potential slayers.
2: Right. So, now, like you said, if we're dealing with a of all the 100% of 15-year-olds in the world, if only 20% of them have chlorians, one of those people... Is not Sunnydale? Really? Well, 20% of
3: 15-year-olds in the whole well, world? Well, it would be 20% of 15-year-olds in Sunnydale.
0: The Slayer's from Asia. The Slayer <laughs> is statistically going to be Asian.
2: <laughs> I so, mean, I right? Mean, right? Yeah, fair enough. That's the way it is. Reasonable or ridiculous. That vampire stays at Sunnydale High School instead of breaking out in Creature of the Nighting. I think you already know ridiculous. ridiculous.
3: <laughs> Daniel,
0: reasonable or ridiculous. I mean, what was he even doing there? I just don't even understand.
3: How could he have known that they were gonna come
0: back and And why would you wait? wait?
2: Why would you wait?
0: (laughs) How did she get away from him the first time? I hate it. No. He tripped and hit his head after
2: he scratched me with his tooth. He scratched the the amount of times did he scratch you with your tooth? When he scratched me with his tooth, I'm like Can we please
0: stop saying this? So superficial. It's just. A Was he
2: scratching with his mouth? <laughs> the way that people classically scratch? Oh. Okay. I never would have gotten there.
3: I, if I had been in Don's shoes in that conversation, I would have just been like, okay. Bye. You know, my sister
2: recently had a traumatic brain injury. Do you also need some help? Do you Uh, want a (laughs) Band-Aid? We didn't take her to the hospital. Uh, (laughs) We thought she was going to bleed out. (laughs) Uh, This is a great time to remind you that we are a real podcast. You can find us everywhere, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. We have a website, beatmepod.wordpress.com, that has notes about this show. I will link, and by I, I mean Daniel, will link that wonderful post by uh, I'm Sparky Jones, so you can see for yourself and see if you agree. Uh, also on our website, there is a link to a Spotify playlist that I've put together that has all of the music that we play in this podcast, as well as all the music that is played in Buffy the Vampire Slayer that is available on Spotify. If you don't want to click the link at our website, you can go directly to Spotify and type in...
3: Buffy-Funtime hyphen Playlist for Podcast Fan Season 7. Buffy! Damn it. <laughs>
2: cool. You you had the confidence. You had the cadence. You were calm. You were cool. You still got it wrong, but we'll I, it I, I... You gotta keep trying. You <laughs> just gotta keep trying. I would love... Uh every time you've gotten it wrong, I should have been keeping track so we could have a the different chart. ways <laughs> I've oh, gotten God. it wrong. <laughs> it's a new way every
3: time. I feel like it, yeah, it has been
2: at least for the last couple ones.
3: Uh, beat me hyphen fun time playlist for podcast and season seven. There you go.
2: Oh. I appreciate the retry. Usually you don't. You just like no, nope, moving on. It's wrong. It can be wrong forever. <laughs> oh. I feel bad if people really want to listen to Buffy music, they don't. Who needs a playlist full of uh, what's her name that was in that episode? I already forgot.
0: Oh. Like the artist that was...
2: Amy Man. Okay. Goodbye to
3: yeah, you. That's Michelle Branch. You know, we, we have to move on. We have to move on. Okay, tell <laughs> so me about some stuff. Dawn has no future. <laughs>
2: wow.
3: Brutal. Wow. Okay. Why do you say that? Well, she's not destined to become anything great, and uh, she's got a terrible broken home life.
0: She's not a kid anymore.
3: Mean, She's not a key. She's not going to be a slayer.
2: Okay, well, neither are we. <laughs> Does that mean we have no futures? Our sisters aren't slayers. That's true.
3: That's
0: true. That's, that is a fair point.
3: Okay. okay. Well, but she did look into harsh. me and said, Her "I'm chosen." parents aren't dead.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Well, Hanksle.
3: <gasps> Batting a hundred. Yeah. Is that good or bad? I don't know,
2: Daniel. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, well, yeah, we start with Rona switch. saying, you know, why did you fail? And I said, because the black chick always gets first, gets it first. That's for mm. you. And I said, too soon, too <laughs> true. R.I.P. Unrelatedly. R.I.P. Uh, Kendra. So, Oh,
2: yeah. 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 That is true. Because the black chick always gets it first. Ow. Daniel, I don't know if you got this. And if hmm. you saved it for the watches, then you can take this out. Did you clock? There is a tiny picture frame on Buffy's desk with a random bearded man in it. No. And all I could di- say was, who the fuck is this random bearded man? <laughs>
0: no, I did not see that. Okay. Uh Where, where was it? When, when was it earlier in the episode? or
2: It's when she's talking to Amanda in her office, yeah. Oh. Um, oh, in her office okay. at, like, school. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Didn't, I didn't get that, no. Oh, yeah. That's fine. I will send it to you so you can put it on our website because I... I, Is it I Santa don't...
0: beard? Like what's the beard like? No,
2: no. It's just like a a, a regular a regular just man. It's a, a regular just beard. Just a, a regular man
3: beard, you know. Your turn. <laughs> um, why was the seer able to locate Chow Ann to a degree of specifici- pe- spe- specificity the Giles can travel to Shanghai and locate her, but the seer could not tell you what fucking house the potential was in goddamn Sunnydale? I'm supposed to believe Giles goes to China. I'm sure he's fluent in Mandarin or Cantonese or whatever. He needs to speak in Shanghai and is able to, um, you know, describe the girl he was looking for and find her. Mm -hmm. No problem.
2: Yeah, obviously.
3: And then explain to her.
0: That you need to come
3: with me. That you need to come with me (laughs) to a different (laughs) country. (laughs) Drop out of school. Get your passport. And as we see, when we do meet Chow Ann, he does not speak Mandarin or Cantonese.
2: <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, that's a yeah. joke in the show that nobody can talk to her. That's bad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, she sure. actually
0: brings someone. This is awful.
2: Yes. I, mean, I, hate, to, I hate to know that. That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's
3: like a line where he's like, we went to get ice cream. And then she says in Mandarin, I'm lactose intolerant. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> God. Oh, my God. So, yeah. I'm Jokes to come. not
0: ready for that. Uh... <laughs> Uh, I'm nervous about Spike doing, again, I'm going to bring up the wooden stakes and the splinter that could accidentally end your entire life. (laughs) Why are you practicing with real stakes, my dude? Um, By by Spike's own logic, all you need is one good day. Who is to say that Rona trips and accidentally stakes (laughs) you and you're gone and that was her one good day? And you had your one bad day. You set the logic, my man. You need to get some fucking metal stakes because you're not going to die from that shit. You're going to be fine. It's the wood.
2: Ah, uh, that's really risky. It's so risky. He should really be more Because
0: fun. they have no ability.
2: To they have pursue. inherent abilities. They have strength, but not strength.
3: Okay? <laughs> Nothing. Could you imagine, though, as a potential, you accidentally kill Buffy's sometime on-again, off-again, so dead boyfriend, <laughs> the guy who's and you're actually just standing the there world. with, like, dust, and you're like, I'm, I'm so sorry. I would love that
0: show <laughs> it just did that. It was just like, that's, he's just gone now. Oh my
3: god. (laughs) Fans would have rioted in the streets.
2: (laughs) I love it. Ah, Good stuff. Uh... Did you, either of you clock or care about the little meta comment that Willa made where she was like, a slayer, it makes sense. I guess, remember that thing about how they have the same blood or whatever? And was yeah. like, I never got that. Yeah. That was clearly supposed to be like, oh man, season five was so confusing. I was like, that's fucking rich, considering we're <laughs> introducing fucking Clorians and bullshit slayer lines or whatever. And you're like, ha remember how dumb fucking season five was? Like, it's pretty straightforward. The monks made her out of me. They used my blood. It's Summer's blood. That- made a lot of sense that was talking about the lore this what we're doing now is nothing now we're doing nothing okay but didn't we have questions (laughs) about
3: how the monks got her blood that (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what Anya's saying
0: we can excuse the monks for a lot of things they're kind of superheroes you know we we must well we
2: actually (laughs) we must excuse the monks Yeah, on that, uh, this uh, when I was on this fucking dive trying to figure out any scrap of evidence where they had talked about the Slayer line explicitly before, somebody, it was like the biggest plot holes. What are the plot holes that drive you nuts about Buffy? And one of them was like, why didn't they make the key a pencil? Or like literally fucking anything. Yes! Yeah, I know. We said we put it at the bottom the of the ocean. Of the ocean. <laughs> 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 fucking stupid. <Yeah. laughs> Just to bring that back around. <laughs> anyway, stay <laughs> great
3: um i have to say when i think of amanda i mostly think of her from freaks and geeks as this should. like sweet little Christian girl who's scared of everything um and doesn't want to do bad but i just i have to say i love the energy that amanda is bringing when she's like can we set the vampire loose on the marching band because i fucking hate those guys
2: um <laughs> dark rogue slayer territory is a Problem. <laughs> we have a future villain in our midst this is not good <laughs> I, I was actually going to
0: ask you, Kelly. I was I was going to bring that up later and say, did you also hate swing choir as somebody who was uh, in the marching band? <laughs> did you ever have these feelings? Uh, did, or, no, did you bully? Wasn't... Did you bully swing cho- swing choir? Uh, and what I, is swing choir? We
2: did not. Ha- I don't know what swing choir is. We certainly did not have a swing choir. We did have a no, choir, no. and I was briefly in that as well. So double nerd. Oh. Eat it.
0: So you you could have died. You could potentially. <laughs>
2: Could have died, yep. Wow. <laughs> I just love that she wife.
0: asked. She, that was amazing. That was really funny.
2: And Don just didn't say anything and just walked away. Yeah, yeah. Let's curtail this, okay? Let's keep an eye on Amanda, shall we? No, we'll just ignore that. That's fine. Incredible. One minute I'm in swing choir. And the next... What the hell is going on?
0: Uh, so I'm going to call out Xander on the completely fake phone call that he uh, called Buffy and was like, hey everybody's trying to sneak a look at me in the shower. Oh, um, yeah. that was, that was uncalled for. And what are we implying about these girls? You know, cause later of course we get they're
2: curious
0: the, but that we all get the very sexual, like, you know, I feel the wood in my hand and Kennedy is like lost me there. Like we get very like overly sexual. And then we get to like, Ooh, uh, Buffy, you, you've been inside of spikes crypt. Ooh, how do you know it's comfy? And they're like, you know, weird and appalled by it almost. It's like, who are these people? And also Xander, are you just trying to say that people are interested in you because you want Buffy to take a look? What are we doing? <laughs> thats Is that all you're doing here? You're just saying, hey, everybody wants to ch- take a look at me. Maybe mm-hmm. you should, too. That's I all love
3: I that, to that what Xander might have been implying was, why have you never tried to peep at me in the shower, Buffy?
2: <laughs> Buffy, I'm calling to say that a bunch of 15-year-olds were looking at me and you didn't try to, and I'm upset. <laughs> oh, Aren't we friends? <laughs> It was weird. I hated that. It didn't need to be in the episode. It's like, did we need to fill fifteen seconds? Did we really that bad? I don't know. I think we could have cut straight to the scene with Amanda, but that's fine. Thanks for the thank phone call. Thank <laughs> thanks for everything. Thanks for the thank phone call. Thank, thank, thank. Uh, yeah, none of these kids are in school. You mentioned it briefly about like taking Ron out. None of these kids are in fucking school. Buffy's w- walking up the stairs and like snarkily, "Don't forget your breakfast. Blah blah blah. And it's like. Oh, yeah. She has to go to school. Are we now ripping Amanda? Okay, for everybody else, we don't know where they've been, what their schooling is, whatever. Amanda is a student at Sunnydale High and now presumably will suddenly, without explanation to anyone, not be going to school anymore. (laughs) Does she live at the summer's house now? Like,
3: are her parents filing, like, a missing
2: person's report with the police? I mean, everyone else, they're from different countries even. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. I get you have to bunk here. She lives down the street. She could just go home. But she will She's won't. gonna live here. But she, she will won't. live here. She will she be will a truant here. and she will live with Buffy Summer.
0: You need to meet my new friend uh, Dawn and I'm just gonna stay with her from now on, Mom. So don't worry about me.
2: Don't ask any questions. Shut up, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Destiny. <laughs> yeah, my
3: school destiny. counselor said their vampires are real.
2: <laughs> God.
3: Um Okay, so I had to freak out about this. Kelly talked me down. Um, I understand probably what she was actually saying, but I still hate it, and I'm going to complain as if she didn't talk me down. At the um, last inspiring speech that Buffy gives when they're in the crypt and she's beating up the baby vampire for, like, I don't know, gravitas or something as if she didn't already kill an uber vampire and we're supposed to be impressed that she's killing a vampire who's been alive for, like, 30 seconds. Um, she's no. saying, what do you know? You don't know anything. What do you
2: lean on? <laughs> Nothing that you know. <laughs> it's not what you think. It's what you know because what you think doesn't matter because knowing is, is half the battle. And Yeah. Uh, And then uh, the very last line that she
3: says is, what do you know? You've got me. And then she drops the stake and walks away. And I was just like, what do you know? You've got me. Leaves immediately. (laughs) You can rely on me. Goodbye.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Walks them in the crypt. So I read that as her saying, what do you know? And then her saying, got me. Like throwing her hands up. You got me. I don't know what you know. Figure it out. Goodbye. So Yeah, I've always
3: heard it as, what do you know? You can rely on me, <sighs> locks them in a okay. crypt.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Which is a different kind of lesson. Trust no one. <laughs>
0: uh, uh, then, did you ever watch Dragon Ball Z? But I'm reformed.
2: I'm like Vegeta on Dragon Ball Z. I used to be a pure Saiyan, and now I fight on the side of Goku. I didn't. I did play Budokai 4, whatever it was. Like, So the game I think that, that Jonathan, or not Jonathan, that Andrews Trent wants to play with Don, I think is that fighting. Oh, wow. Oh.
0: So, yeah, because I was confused about him saying, do you want to play? Did you ever watch it, Sasha? Uh
2: I saw
3: random episodes, but not enough to actually know anything about it.
0: Yeah, I had friends who were really obsessed with it. I was. I looked it up because I, I was curious just about when it aired and stuff. And it ran from, originally, 1989 to 1996 was the Japanese run for the original. And then it got dubbed over... Only the first two seasons, though, from the people, the same Sabin Entertainment who did Power Rangers. Yeah, they did yeah. the first two years, and then it wasn't very popular, so they didn't do the rest of it. And then it wasn't until 1998 when it went on Cartoon Network, which is where I first saw mm-hmm. it as a kid. Uh, and all I have so many friends that love that shit. I never got into it, but um, they ordered the rest of the series. So they ordered all the rest of them. And it actually ended. They started airing it in September, September 13th, 1999. The last episode was actually on April 7th, 2003. So in a way it's ending right as in our timeline, uh, Andrew, it's still airing right now. So Andrew Mm. presumably is probably excited for the quote unquote finale. Um, I mean, unless he's a super fan has already, you know, already watched it or whatever, but, um, but anyways, it's now actually it wasn't on streaming forever, but like that Crunchyroll app, I guess it just premiered mm. uh,
2: last March. Mm. So, oh cool!
0: So if you have that, you can watch it on
2: uh, on that thing. So, I also had a bunch of friends that were super into it, which is why I ended up playing the the fighting game because they they had it. Which the fighting game was pretty cool. Um, it was it's very it's just like Tekken. It's just like a, a skin of Tekken, basically the same exact style. Um all I've ever heard about that show is yeah there's about 50 episodes you can skip where Goku's literally just running Um, but it's really good and you should watch it which is what I've heard about so many animes that are super good and you should watch it like Naruto has 800 episodes apparently and it's like yeah you could basically skip like 124 of them but it's really good and you should watch it starting season 7 yeah all
3: I I mean that feels really accurate all I remember from the episodes that I did see was basically yeah they were running or he'd go "Mm," and there'd be lights (laughs) (laughs) electric
2: hamster noise yeah yeah
0: <laughs> i feel like it was always goku versus the same people it's the same thing with pokemon it's like i always saw that boy that captures him and he's always has pikachu and i'm like
2: ash what yeah. else
0: happens like these are Nothing. the same things all the time i have no idea what's going on
2: Oh my God. So just, many people are going to come for us now. That just made me remember when I was looking up all those annoying sayings because I found this Reddit thread that was like, What's a stupid turn of phrase or stupid aphorism that annoys the shit out of you? And someone wrote, This is not going to be funny to anyone but me. It was like, I got soul, but I'm not a soldier. I got ham, but I'm not a hamster. And I must die. <laughs> 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 just like, oh. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway. Also, never forget James Marshall's plays Piccolo in the Dragon Ball Z movie that everyone hates that I've never wow. seen, the live action one. Wow. Well,
1: there you yeah. go.
2: So, what the fuck was I going to say? Let's find out. Uh, what do you <laughs> nope. have you forgotten how to read? <laughs> Hi. Pigs butt spritzers. Um, <laughs>
3: Okay, so I feel did, like you did your yelling. Did, Daniel's turn did, <laughs> while know, you trying to figure <laughs> out to
2: read. Do you think that Spike and Buffy planted that baby vampire? Or that was just like a nice kismet moment that like, mm-hmm. oh, it turns out there's a fucking vampire here for you guys to kill.
3: I don't know. It, it seems like hard for them to know that that would be there, but also they didn't seem surprised.
2: Yeah, I don't know. At first I just assumed they're like, oh, we got lucky. We were looking for a vampire nest and here's one and here's one with a vampire. But clearly Buffy wanted to train them and I feel like she's been wanting to ramp stuff up so it would make, kind of make sense that she would like capture one and throw it in there i don't know yeah i just was curious if you knew
3: anyway but like why was it just like asleep
2: that was super i know that weird, was right? strange
3: like in a pile of garbage or something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not loaded that's always the lead quote under the headline household crossbow accident claims teen
0: uh, my the end of it where uh, Don's going to sit down and do research was, again, pretty rich because we know that the first what are we researching? There's one book. There's one dossier. <laughs> right, what are we right. even researching? The pamphlet um, but also Giles like. Brought back. I love that this show, again, this is why this went from like super fucking terrible and I thought it was going to stay this way, is like we literally start and we're like, the evil's in remission, guys, which is basically saying what I said last time, which is we are in the doldrums where we're just going to, the big bad is in in remission and we are just going to do a bunch of dumb bullshit um, because that's every single year. But normally you don't actually say that out loud. You keep that to yourself. (laughs) So it's just funny that we're like... For no reason. They have no absolute fucking reason to believe that the that the first is not at their door right now. They're just yeah. like, it's in remission. Uh, that's what Anya says. And it's like, <laughs> why are we trusting Anya? Again, why do we why trust Tara you? about your molecules? Why do we trust Anya about nothing? Why do we trust... Fucking Willow, that doesn't know fuck She wanted to do computer stuff again because she is so unconfident (laughs) about her fucking magic abilities. Why are we trusting anything? Scientific method. You have to do things at least twice, man. At least twice.
2: That's another great damning mm -hmm. point. I forgot. She immediately said that she was like, "Oh no, my spell didn't go right. I guess I'll go to the computer. (gasps) It definitely works. (laughs) (laughs) Like the next
3: breath." (laughs) What? She did do that. I mean, the fact that she's like, maybe we could figure out something on the computer. Like, Willow, I thought you were smart. What is your plan? You're going to Google <laughs> Sunnydale potential slayer I mean, and just like see Amanda's photo pop up? She was
0: looking up evil. Yep,
2: never forget. We looked up. We <laughs> had she's like, let me evil. do that
0: evil search again. Let me, let, me, let me put some quotes on that one this time. Maybe I can get something different. Do
2: people ever think you're weird?
0: Here's a question for you. Joyce had a car. Right to get to the gallery.
2: A Jeep Cherokee, Agreed. we Jeep Cherokee. We've seen her
0: with a car. Okay, Correct. where is that car? Is that car in Buffy's possession? Did that car get sold? It got buried stolen? with Joyce.
2: <laughs> Apparently. <laughs>
0: Logically, that tracks, because otherwise, because I, I have questions. The, I mean, what we talked about earlier with the we have to hoof it, to try to get to the spell. No, you could also get in a car and drive. And I was like, right. we've never seen Willow have a car. Fair. Xander has one. I'm going to assume that Buffy borrowed it to take him to the cemetery or they walked. And if they did, then why don't we borrow Xander's? Like, we don't have to hoof it. We can just get in a car. And and it's the same thing with the cell phones where it's just like, no, she just didn't take it. Like, what are we doing? We're just pretending these things don't happen. And we're saying it out loud because everyone's thinking it. And it just sucks. It sucks. Uh,
3: Buffy doesn't drive. So clearly, no one else is allowed to either. Right, but he Spike didn't could. Have the jeep around. I mean, Spike, Spike could have driven him. So
2: yeah. So Willow might not have a license. Buffy definitely doesn't have a license. Xander does and has a car. But what happened to the jeep? This is a practical question. I suppose we just have to assume that in her fucking dire straits in season six, Buffy had to sell the jeep because no one would I, get a fucking job.
3: No, I assume that Willow and Tara sold the jeep when Buffy was dead <laughs> for weed money. Get a job,
2: yeah. <laughs> Weed money, there you go. <laughs> yes, that's okay. Canon Willow and Dara sold the Jeep to support their marijuana edition. I mean, as far as
3: I know, that's truth.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no one can deny well, we've it. Seen, we've never talked about we it. We saw
0: Willow crash one car. I mean, she, she could have crashed the other one. So.
2: Whose car was that? It had to be. Oh, no, 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 she stole that car. That's right. Oh, my God. I was she like. She stole the car, yeah. Where's this other car? Yeah, she stole, she stole that
3: car. Okay, God. <laughs> <Which is laughs> wow. Someone was Pretty about ball-y. to have a complete <laughs> freak out. <laughs> I
2: was. I'm, I'm so upset you mentioned the Jeep. What made you think of that?
0: With the car? No, I was, just her saying we have to run after this fucking spell. I was like, you don't have oh, to man. run, girl. You can just. You can Take r- Joyce's you can Jeep. Get a car. Wait. Yeah.
2: Wait. But, and There's I know that the they Jeep. don't
0: drive, but it's like, come on, man. Somebody can drive. Fuck. If you're going to yeah. do this. Jesus.
2: I mean, absolutely, Xander has a car. We've already seen it this season. We? No, we've but seen
0: Xander it. drive, and we've seen fucking Anya drive. So, like, we've seen
2: them drive. And Dawn would be driving, you know, about now. So somebody's got to be taking her out. Come on. Unless because she has that Summer's blood, the Buffy's <sighs> blood, she also oh, is yeah, them, incapable them of blood. driving. <laughs> I suppose. There's only metaphor blood. Oh, God. Okay. Please update us on the watches. I could do that.
0: Xander construction outfit watch, no. But we do mention... The window fixing and the army training, which I do love. Um, Dawn, this, all right, question here. Dawn, was she told about the army training? Because she was not there for Halloween. So is she just picking <laughs> up context clues from all the jokes? It's the same thing with Oz. She never met Oz. Oz was gone.
3: I said four. that. I was like, Dawn has never met that man. <laughs> Dawn's
0: life it must be a lot of just like piecing together bullshit. I don't know. I will
2: say this. We, she has said she, she at least confirmed that she was fake alive when Angel was around because she told Riley, Buffy was always crying over Angel. Right. She right. never did that with you. Fucking <laughs> stab right in Riley's well, but it's, heart.
0: It's one thing for the monks to know of a failed relationship, and that's what a girl would do is cry over her, her ancient vampire boyfriend. They know, the monks know that. But how would the monks know about Daniel Osborne? the character tertiary the character
2: tertiary character know,
0: but how would they implant this man into the minds of everyone like osborne daniel should walk into the house there and be like who the fuck is that who the fuck is that person
2: <laughs> that i w- would love for a single character in the show like cordelia for just so to be like Sister, are you all on glue? What the fuck are you talking about, sister? Buffy's never had a sister, guys. You knew <laughs> that,
3: right? <laughs> just like one person he was left out of the equation on accident.
0: <laughs> and Dawn, D- Dawn meets Oz in Tibet, though, right? Is she is she with that or not? Uh, no, so that, it's just Willow that
2: goes. Okay, it's just so that we'll, goes
0: to Tibet. Okay, fair enough. So maybe she'll um, never meet Oz, fuck.
2: But faith, faith is going to come, right? I, so we got to pay oh, attention yeah. for that interaction with faith and Don, because theoretically <laughs> okay. Don would have been there when Faith came over for Christmas dinner.
1: Uh, it looked like that whole party thing was going to be kind of a drag. I don't really have anything, you know.
0: Maroon jacket watch on your belt alert. I don't care anymore now. I didn't say anything. Uh, I I just—it's (laughs) just—it's balls and strikes here. Uh, Dawn's piercing screams. Yeah, she gave a shriek when uh, Mm -hmm. she got slammed against the front door. She got scared by the window crashing. She ran away from vampires. It was a tough night. Shrieking all over the place. It was a tough night. Uh, Chips Ahoy. I said no. Uh, I don't think we're really gonna ever talk about it again. We've like transcended the Chips Ahoy part. Um, He's just a cool guy who's here And that's good enough for us Uh, Imagine her trying to explain the chip to the potentials I mean, I'm glad that we don't go that far Uh, The little is bad Do we even fight vampires anymore? Yes, there's lots of vampires, in fact Training, fighting, talking about We do a lot of that shit today so mm-hmm. we still are very much doing it. Buffy has a personality. I said, yes, she ignores Dawn just like the good old days. So we're repeating <laughs> something that's been happening since time immemorial. She has no reaction to Dragon Ball Z. So she is not a fan <laughs> as far as I can tell. Um, Cam and Buffy or Kim K- Clem shows up. We love Clem. Uh, and then he said, Buffy, I saw something on the History Channel that you would like. We know that Buffy is a huge fan of the French occupation. In Al- well, not a, f- a fan of the occupation, but she is knowledgeable of the French Rub's occupation beer. of Algeria. So I don't know what he's watching, though. You know, the the History Channel today is so much different than back then. I mean, they definitely Mm -hmm. leaned a lot of Nazi shit and a lot of that. But I just wonder what Buffy's interest is. Um, I loved Amanda calling her a high-functioning schizophrenic. I thought that was amazing. (laughs) And Dawn's face was really funny. And uh, most importantly, as I said at the top, too, uh, you know, she's given up on trying to change what it is to be a slayer. Death is what a slayer breathes. What a slayer dreams. I
1: will break like, the wheel.
0: Bam! Doesn't she's not gonna break the wheel. She's gonna become the wheel. Uh, but it's gonna be the same wheel as it turns out. because uh, that's all these people can ever ever fucking do. Um, so it just is. And also like on the job training, it's a hard way to go. You know, just like shutting the crypt doors and locking them in. So she was really <laughs> rolling in yeah. the dice here. Um, but it is what it well, is. Hey, well, you're th-
2: gonna have to decide. You're not the one that dies. So I guess if you die, you didn't pick to not die. That's Buffy's
0: training. But luckily the, there's more potentials, right? Because, oh God, if there was only the four and they mm. all just perish right there, then what do we do? <laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, She's very confident up, be more. Tough <laughs> love. Could <'Cause> you <laughs> imagine, <laughs> though, if they went back in the morning and they're just all dead and the vampire's just taking a little Picknancy. food nap? <laughs> <laughs> huh.
0: Turns them all into vampires and then she has to kill them all. That'd be dope. Uh, to <gasps> <gasps> to that would watch. be fun. That would be super fun. But... No time. Why are
3: not we writers on the show with I am Jonesy Sparks or whatever? do Jones. Yeah.
0: That's we it. should all just write Buffy again. Uh, De and <laughs> Watch. No, never. If, if I could write, Hoffren would be in this episode all the time. He'd be in every episode. He'd be a main <laughs> character. Uh, most valuable weapon, the Sunnydale cell phones. A fucking course not, as we just said. She didn't bring her cell phone. He, he said that fucking twice. Twice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And why would you not bring your cell phone? It's unbelievable. Michael, Wicka Amy, Gothwatch, no. Willow did magic, bad magic, but no outsiders did magic as far as I could Mm-mm. tell. So, And there wasn't any goths that I could clock, so that's a no. Um, there's too many damn kids in the summer's house. I said God, yes, but it's not <laughs> as full as it kind of was because we've lost some of our people inexplicably, and I feel like it's going to get more full, obviously, oh, yes. with faith coming in and, and the girl from China. By the way, is Willow okay? I said no. But I said, Willow, the person, maybe. I kind of don't care. She's doing locator spells again. She loves Dawn. She wants the best for her, yada, yada. I think, though, that she's not okay because the writers are in the process of fucking doing her dirty, even inadvertently. Because I think that that Xander conversation, the Xander telephone call, these girls, as we said, are 15 years old, statutory. But they are being betrayed as, like, infantile. Like, mm-hmm. boys being mean It means that they like you. Completely ransacking the house, like doing all this kind of stuff, uh, spying on boys in the shower. They're about to like put Willow into a relationship with basically like a child child. Mm-hmm. And it's like even worse because you're not making her more adult. You're She, she is a child
1: mm-hmm. and
0: she's acting like one. So tough stuff. Tough stuff. Yeah. I'm not excited for that shit. Um, no. Books a million. Yes. Uh, Don is going to do research on the first. Research what? That's all I have to say. Uh, Streets ahead. (laughs) Yeah, kind of. Um, I mean, just to be charitable, like the streets that Dawn was walking in front of when she ran into Amanda. That was new. The crypt looked new. I mean, it's obviously just the same set rejiggered, but, you know, it is what it is. And then Giles' biggest KO, I said, yeah, he's using his newfound potential wealth. Maybe the council back pay finally cleared for him to fly to China to pick up young girls um and i said and i just said where was this money during the buffy financial crisis of 2001 2002 that's all i want to know like he, he did give just her a check sink.
2: he did give her a check he was the only more. one to help out
0: that 10 g's that's how much you're costing to go and traffic girls you can drop more money on buffy summers she is the savior <laughs> they can't speak to one another yeah. what do you think that girl is thinking I am being I am being led out of this country. Uh, my family and friends are not going to see me again.
2: That the is a terrifying thought that she is yeah.
0: going through, and we're just going to be like, "Oh, hilarious! here, someone scream!"
2: It's so funny because she doesn't know English.
0: <laughs> I know, man. <laughs>
2: That's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no! Uh, don't <laughs> he worry. He must also
0: be in contact with a watcher who's there. Why is he going there?
2: Right? He must know, or no? The seers told him, right? Yeah. Fuck
0: off! I just whatever.
2: We'll get there with <laughs> <laughs> the The Sears who can pinpoint a, a girl named Cho Ann in Shanghai but cannot fucking tell them. Oh, yeah, she's on Maple Court. She's right there. The, the, her name is is Amanda. She she's right. She goes to school with Don. You know Amanda, right, guys? Uh, I, I hope Altenia was just saying that to Willow. You, you guys know. I, I like a, a situation where Willow just decided not to divulge the information. And she's like, <laughs> I'm bored. She's like, <laughs> I've uh, been the, this <laughs> season.
3: the girl named Amanda in Don's second period
2: class. And Willow's like, we need to do a spell. This <laughs> <laughs> <to> <laughs> sounds like a spell to me, guys. Bored now. While you were listing off the watches, I remembered another big problem or a couple big problems I have with this episode. Uh one the cell phone thing right we had to purposely say twice she doesn't mm-hmm. have her cell phone and i was like this is why they never fucked with phones this is why I they know. never did it because so many plots can be resolved instantly with a phone call so you many plots too points. and
0: she doesn't pick up and that would have that would have been
2: fine anything just yeah yeah mm-hmm. just like we we just you don't want to fuck with a phone, but you introduced the concept of phones this season because you mm. felt like you had to, I guess. So now you gotta you have to have excuse bullshit lines of "oh, she forgot her phone." So that's a, a gripe of mine. And then also, this is a classic Buffy Buffy God a Buffy episode in that if Amanda's not in Sunnydale, this episode can't happen. Right, if the ball of energy doesn't go through Dawn to get to Amanda, this episode doesn't happen. <laughs> so um, yeah, I mean and that's everything, right? Like if this thing doesn't happen, then this doesn't happen. But I was just like, it all hinges on Amanda being behind the door <laughs>
0: secretly. <laughs> this is the whole episode. And also, was that ball of energy say it didn't go to Amanda, right? But it went to like you know Portland, right? It traveled to the next closest potential. Is it just there to fucking knock the shit out of her and like put her to the ground, like? What is what is the point of this ball? It's like going to beat the shit out of people.
2: Yeah, I mean, Amanda even said she's like, this ball energy hit me and I felt real weird. But yeah, if no one's there to see the ball of energy happen, what does it do? Well, I was going to say the best case scenario is like that Willow and them like run out of the house following
0: it. The ball is going to go faster than them. So they're going to get one block before the ball just takes off towards Portland. And then what? The girl's just going to get hit by it in Portland and fall over and be like, what the fuck was that? And then
2: go about her life. Well, the only reason they did this spell is because they knew she was nearby. That was the whole point is that it was a map of Sunnydale. She, they knew she was nearby. But that's the thing. If Amanda, it's not so much that like it's just if Amanda wasn't behind the door. Right. Theoretically, the ball, even if it wasn't Sunnydale, could have went like through the roof, could have done anything. But because Amanda was right behind the door, it went through Dawn because she was at the door. Right. So if Amanda hadn't been at the door, whatever. I get that. Why didn't it just
0: go I, through the door into her heart? Why didn't it go, like, why is it, like, a, a force that, like, fucking beat the shit out of Dawn? Why wasn't it just
2: <laughs> something that just
0: passed through Dawn, passed and, through yeah, the Yeah, yeah,
2: harmlessly, yeah.
0: And then it was, like, was on her chest or something, and she knocks on the door and is like, what the fuck is going on with this ball of light that is now on my body? And they'd be like, oh, you're the potential. Cool. Hey, Amanda, my name's Willow. How's it going? It smells like shit in here.
2: Sorry <laughs> <laughs> Sorry for the egg fart smell. Nice to meet you. Okay. <laughs> God. Let's rank this sucker. Fast, uh, 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 <laughs> fast. Willow Hacks, we talk about the net slash something wicked this way comes. Potential seeking spell. And another thing that made me mad for a second until I realized they actually did have a throwaway line. Uh, we established Buffy doesn't have her phone. So Amanda and Dawn are at the school about to die. And then suddenly... The whole fucking gang appears, but I, right before that. that, there was a throwaway line that was like, oh, I could do another locator spell. Yeah, Willow did. does say that. So I guess we have to assume that Willow can and did do another locator spell for them <laughs> to... So Spike and Buffy ran back to the Summer's house. Willow did her spell, ran back to Sunnydale High to break in just in time, but we don't know when... That's, that's fine. That's fine. Whatever. Anyway, so I guess technically Willow did two spells, but only on camera one. I'm giving her Six. Moving on. Dawn needs an adult. Yeah, she runs away. Alone. And convinces another youth to walk into a bad guy trap. Not great, but she doesn't take out her feelings about being unremarkable on anyone, and that's pretty much her, so we'll give her a six. Monster of the Week. Just regsy vampires. And a couple bringers. Nothing special. No kills. And that one Rexy vampire, the Sunnydale High one, is the dumbest fucking vampire that's ever been on the show. Not only does he stay voluntarily trapped inside Sunnydale High School for reasons, but did you see, he just like stands in the classroom with these, like he does a T-Rex arm. It's so, he's like, ah, <laughs> I'm a vampire. I'm going to stand here then be menacing and do nothing. And then die in a ball. Like, I, I, I don't know why we had to make him so dumb why was he so and feral like he didn't speak at all right Mm -hmm. i mean i I, because we didn't want to pay the extra or whatever that's fine but like he doesn't talk once it's like he's this weird feral shitty vampire (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) did he need to say i don't know but i just like terrible monster of the week three bad (laughs) doesn't like it no one woman should have all that power because giles wasn't in this episode so i can't give this episode any help by him being here the seductive power of specialness Initially, Dawn tries to stay grounded, saying that maybe the spell is wrong, and she wants to keep things on the DL, but she quickly buys into the idea of being a potential because her desperation to be special, to be chosen. That desperation endangers her life and Amanda's life. Three, relationship goodness or badness. Don and Xander, very good. Buffy and Dawn, not so much, because Buffy is pretending Dawn doesn't even fucking exist, basically. I've got my new group of pupils. I don't care about you. I don't have time for you. And everyone else is like, You know, just there. Five for Relationship Goodness or Badness. Episode specific, I don't know why, but I'll pay you to talk about Star Wars again. (laughs) It was was like, it was funny. It's a funny line. There's some good funny ones in here. Five out of ten. Which brings this episode to 28 points in total. 11 of 12 for the season. Above last week's showtime. And below, bring on the night. Not great. I am worried about this season. This is the fourth episode in a row that is not very good. Stacia, where did you rank this episode?
3: Um, I put this at 131 out of 134. That is Ooh. what I'm
2: talking about. This Let's is a sinking go. ship. <laughs> Uh, It is below Ted, Go
3: Fish, and Some Assembly Required, all from season two.
2: I'm really surprised those are that low on your list.
3: Why? Because you like those episodes. I mean, not really. Fair enough. They're not very good episodes.
2: Oh, yeah, Go Fish. Anyway.
3: Remember where they were sitting in the sauna with the weird (laughs) chemicals that turned them into fishmen? Yep. Just so that they could win their swim team competition? (laughs) Remember those times? They are terrible. But is steroid abuse usually linked with, ham, hey, fish? Uh, fish? Okay, and it's above Restless and the pack. Oh, yeah! <laughs> every time. <laughs> it's
1: so <funny> every time.
0: <laughs> this is above Restless. I love it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I put good. it above Restless because of that speech Xander
2: gives at the end.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so iconic. <Okay.
2: laughs> and it was coherent. <laughs> so good. Okay. All right, so we're like forty. Or no, seventy below. God, seventy below the dark age. If we're at one thirty, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, it's like dark 60,
3: age is at so. sixty one. Yep. Yeah, exactly seventy. Goddamn.
2: What is the plot synopsis?
3: Uh, I put Guru Buffy, and then in parentheses, <laughs> "Death is your life." What do you know? <laughs> and Xander gives a speech to Don.
0: Yeah, that's lovely. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Okay. <laughs> I wanted to put in the line from the first Buffy Guru speech when she's like, "You gotta trust your instincts," but it was so long. Like, know uh, oh. his instincts, but trust yours. Spike, what do your instincts say? Hunt, kill. <laughs>
2: Fucking horrendous. He was barely in this episode, too. He was just kind of there for that. And then he had this weird line where he walked in the kitchen. He's like, oh, this is where we are all hiding. Yeah, we're hiding in the general area of the kitchen.
3: I mean, he was also in the last um, guru session when they go to the demon bar and they go to the crypt. Oh, yeah. And he has, like, a demon come up and talk to
2: him. New chill spike. I just, like, barely notice him. You expect him to be causing trouble and being annoying. For, like, well, for Buffy. Not annoying for us. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> can you imagine her...
0: Like a, a self-help book written by her, you know, like
2: uh, all the platitudes
0: <laughs> that it would have. Oh, my God. I mean, especially in a world of a bunch of Slayers, she would be like the er slayer So she could make a lot of money doing that. She doesn't have to become a police officer. She should become a inspirational speaker. Come on.
2: Yes, she should. Absolutely. Yeah. I just wish that she took the Giles. Like It would be so much more fun if this was season five where we're doing the Crystal stuff and Buffy like really wants to examine being the Slayer. We get full for love, Spike-style teaching. You could do cool shit. Like you said, she could break the fucking wheel, but she doesn't. She could break the she wheel. She just does whatever this militant, fake, pseudo, philo- whatever. Boo.
1: Boo. Daniel. And she
2: starts her cult. Her That's cult. it. Her That's Yeah, it. isn't there like an exercise cult, or wasn't there the one that the, oh my god, I'm not going to know, the Smallville girl got involved in, there's like the exercise. NXIVM? Yeah. It wasn't exercise. Oh. Wasn't there one that was all about it? No, who fucking cares? Dana, where'd you rank this It's like a weird sex cult slash success cult.
0: I was uh, I only have so many numbers left. So my lowest that I could go is 116. And when this episode first started, I was like, shit, I wish I could put this at 137, which is the lowest that I have. And then I (laughs) wish that I could put every single episode of Angel onto this list and then put this at the bottom of all of those. episodes.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But then it got
0: better. And I was like, all right, my next one up from 116 is 91. So it's quite a jump. And I'm like, all right. I can go 91 because for the Dawn stuff and like as I'm watching and then the potentials came back and I was like, all right, this is a 116 for sure. But I'm going to (laughs) be way more generous than you guys. I think the speech is quintessential. I think it's like a bedrock of like who Xander is and just kind of like one of the major messages of the show. I'm a sucker for that shit. And a lot of the episodes, I mean, a lot of the episodes that are even around this one, um, I pretty much ranked just for very specific instances, because the episodes are pretty forgettable, but you're not really going to forget this. So if you were to tell me this episode has this one in it, I want this one to be higher than it really should be. So I only have a couple numbers left, but I went a couple of higher than that. So I put it at 68 overall. It's still low, but it's not Mm. 116. I I just feel like there's going to be something worse coming. There might be. (laughs) But right above it is the replacement uh, right above that is uh, helpless and then real me. So it's like kind of in that neighborhood and then, um, be- or no, sorry, that was, a, a, above it. So those are better. And then a little bit below it are, as you were harsh light of day, blood ties. I only have eyes for you, which is a huge mistake. Should be way up, um, as we all agree, but yeah. And then we're down to like the, you know, witch and uh, school hard. Yeah. So we're down, down. I mean, we're in the seventies, which is pretty average, but you know, what do you do? It was not a good episode. Just a great yeah. ending.
2: I mean, you like the speech, I get it. And mm-hmm. sometimes that can yeah. really completely change an episode. But I think yeah, Dawn stuff you... was great,
3: generally. Yeah, yeah. Even her going off half cock to the school and everything. But Buffy's three gooey speeches were just so, so, mm. so bad. And that was
0: such a dominant part of the episode, too, which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. If it was more just Dawn hanging out with Amanda, that would have mm-hmm. been really fun. Like, I, everything. I loved it when she gave up the power. Exactly what Xander was saying, too. I liked that in while we were watching it. So it wasn't even just him commenting on it. It was like, when that happened, I was like, fuck yeah, Dawn. Let's go. This
3: would have been a good Zeppo episode, except with Dawn as the lead yeah. and just seeing Buffy in the background doing her... And seeing Dawn being like rolling her eyes at Buffy, being like, What do you know? (laughs) And then walking away would have been so good. Sorry. It would have
0: been parody. Like, I just, that, you're absolutely right. That would have been parody because we would have seen it from her eyes and it would have Mm -hmm. been like, Oh, you got to be, death is me. I mean, it would be like making fun of Buffy Mm -hmm. in this moment. Oh, fuck. That is such a better way to do this because then you can really (laughs) swallow her stupid fucking. platitudes (laughs) platitudes <laughs> that we've already done twice over so it's like we already mm-hmm. know it's stupid oh
2: damn you're so right fuck <laughs> I, I like that but I don't know I also just we could have played it straight but still focused more on Dawn like really kind mm-hmm. of taking that in because I think but you know Xander this the whole speech the whole point of it I think it's true she did give over the power and not in a like a shitty begrudging way She just like yeah no this it's not for me it's for you you know mm-hmm. that's a huge mature really cool way to handle a situation and like if don i don't think don thinks that buffy is annoying actually in this moment i think she really wants to be a part of it she's desperate to be one of the ones that buffy's training and maybe she's drinking the kool-aid it uh andrew does get a little bit of that he gets to do the parody thing right like in in uh, storyteller, storyteller yeah he's like here's here here comes uh buffy doing another speech and so we do get a little bit of that so that's that's cool but i do like that it's a fun idea to to zap oax in this episode would be pretty good anyway daniel do you have anything else to say about this episode no no until then stacia <laughs> say goodbye death is my goodbye because oh death <laughs> is everything daniel say goodbye
0: uh it's not recording that's always the lead quote under the headline household podcast accident claims team Oh my god.
2: That was a so really fun yeah. Really kind of yeah. We could depolize it. We could depolize yeah. it. See? Uh thank you so much for listening. Please join us next time for The Killer and Me. I'm nervous. <laughs> 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 Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's starting to get crowded around here. Totally. you remember when you said I was special? No, I'm not. But the thing is, you are. This is your battle, No. I can't. You can. You've got to. Look, I've got your back, but this is something you have to do. It's something you were born to do. even mortal enemies, well, them with the... And that leads to no good, absolutely no good, and much confusion. And then it's over, absolutely, seriously, definitely over, and that's confusing too, the over part, which it is, over.